I didn't think there'd be vampires on campus. We must have been at about 40,000 feet when it happened. <gasps> what was that? You are the Slayer. One girl in all the world. Did anybody say that? Yeah. Guess what? I feel better. Guys, where are we? Hi, Pat. Hi, Sammy. How are you? I am good. Good. Great day! Makes you feel like you're 18 again. <laughs> I knew you were setting me up for something. That was too low-key for, for an I intro. I didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> truth be told. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like you when, I make, when you make predictions. Oh, right. Yeah, hey, just yo. wing it. Just wing it. <laughs> Welcome to Kicking and Streaming, the podcast. Yes. Welcome. I'm Sammy Joe Jensen, the Buffy expert. <laughs> and, and I'm Pat. I like Lost. <laughs> and yeah. he likes to be lost <laughs> and i like to be lost in all of the episodes and this is episode 24 if i'm keeping yeah. my numbers straight yes you are if i'm oh. keeping mine straight as well last episode was number 23 we should have said something because that's one of the lost numbers <gasps> Duh, we blew it we really blew it uh we did How a whole could we <laughs> we did a whole thing about taylor swift and 23 and uh we blew it Oh, man. We should yeah. have said something about the lost numbers. It would have been very on brand. Well, I'm also really upset that I didn't make any jokes about patricide when we watched Ted, especially because your name is Pat. Oh, isn't that the worst when you think it's of really a great pun after the fact? Yeah. Yeah. That happens to me all the time. All the so, time. Here it is now. Yeah. Just think about me editing the podcast and coming up with three more puns on the egg episode. It's like, oh, forget God. it. I'm going to lose my mind editing these things. <laughs> I will I, also lose my mind if I, have I to should use just three keep, more egg puns. I should, <laughs> I should just keep the uh, microphone hooked up so that I can just drop them in. Like I'll record new ones and just drop them in, and then I'll yeah. just loop you laughing over them. You know, so oh, it just seems great. like I'm extra hilarious with more puns. That's that's not fair. Yeah, it's like a director's cut. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you get a four-hour episode with more puns. Oh God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I. I wouldn't be able to listen to that one. No? Okay. No, I wouldn't be able to listen to that to give you my notes. I w all my notes would just be like, take take out these three hours of egg puns, please. Nah, you'd probably love it. You'd be like, ah, I didn't think I'd like it, but it's kind of genius. It's kind of the best thing to ever happen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. It just wouldn't be the same. Well, you know? that would certainly be too big to fit on a floppy disk. Too big to fit on a floppy disk. And speaking of floppy disks, mm -hmm. we made an error. Well, a I made an error. error. Yes. Error 404? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my dad finally listened to a Buffy part of an episode. Oh, yeah? Yep. That's he exciting. Listened, he listened to episode 20 tw 20 twee. 20 twee? <laughs> 22. <laughs> he listened to episode 22. <laughs> I got Taylor Swift in my head and I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> yeah, I love that part when she says, I'm feeling 20, 20 twee. twee. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. boy. Okay. So he listened to 22, mm -hmm. which was the episode Ted, because I was like, I feel like you'll enjoy this episode. Ah, great episode. Yes, um, but he did say he did enjoy it. He had yeah. a lot of fun with it. But he said that the floppy floppy disks were um, the five and a quarter inch ones. Yeah, five not, and a quarter. 
not eight. And I had said eight. Oh, inch. you had said eight inch. But Boy, there's should, also I, eight inch floppy disks, so they have to be floppier than the five and a quarter, <laughs> right? Or unless they're sturdier, I don't know. I should have caught you on that because I do know that there were five point two five inch. Yeah. Right. You know your floppies. I know my floppies. Well, I did. Apparently, I didn't catch the eight inch blunder. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Can't anyway. catch them all, you know. You know what they say. When right. it comes to floppy, size matters. What? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, uh, this is a family show. Is it? No, it's not. We nah, n- I don't hey, think I it never is. claimed that this would be family friendly. <laughs> <It> clearly isn't. <laughs> if, you're wa- if you're listening with your kids, yeah. don't. Getting an education about yeah. floppy disks and malls and Vamp Ranch cowboys. Yep. All the great things to know while growing up. Yes, indeed. Well, Pat, <laughs> how are you doing today? Doing great. Doing excellent. Filled with energy. I'm ready to podcast. Good. Sitting in this hot seat, ready to go. Okay. Yeah. Then should we just dive right in? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, All right. Let's, let's do get that. Get right into it. Let's get into Buffy. This week, we watched Buffy Season 2, Episode 13, Surprise! Surprise! Original air date, January 19th, 1998. It was written by Marty Noxon and directed by Michael Lang. Cool. And some of your predictions that were relevant in the past and then in the most recent episode. Mm -hmm. Um, In Episode 16, you said that Willow needed someone pining over her that she's going to get that with Oz. Oz will fall in love with Willow, which will cause tension with Xander. Xander will be like, wait a minute, maybe I do like Willow. And there will be lots of love triangles, which, as you say, is the WB's sweet spot. Mm, yeah. Is it pining or opining? I can never remember. Pining? What, oh, what okay. the heck is opining? I don't know. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> sounds like some kind of woodworking technique. Opine. No? Opining? Like opine. an opinion? Opinion? Opine. Uh, hold and state as one's opinion. Okay. It's not opine. You're opining about him pining. I, okay. Yes. What? Huh? Um, and then in episode 21, Mm -hmm. you said, uh, which was our double Buffy episode, uh, what's my line part one and two? Huge episode. Very long. Yes. You said that Spike and Drusilla are back and Drusilla is the new big bad. Spike will be out of it for a bit. This is where the turn starts to happen, where Spike starts to figure out that there might be another way to this vamp life. Maybe he got his head knocked around and he's starting to think (laughs) his vamp life over. He's going to break good and go the way of Angel. And then I was like, just remember, Angel has a curse on him. And you were like, okay, that might not happen. And then you abandon everything except <laughs> for the everything? fact. <laughs> yeah, except for you're like, well, okay, abandon all of that. Drusilla is the strong one and Spike is going to be out for the count for a while. <laughs> we'll see. There we go. I, I landed so, on a kind of a perfect uh, place. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you also said in the same episode that Willow and Oz are going to be together and then Oz is going to die. <laughs> yeah. Which really broke my heart. Oz is going to have a... Uh, bad way out of this series well i'm interested if you have more to say about that nope okay not yet and then you said from the last episode you were like these cowboys are coming back and then i reminded you one of them got eaten oh yeah (laughs) even more reason for him to come back you kill (laughs) tector lyle's gonna come back even harder with all his ranch hands 
Yes, you said he's going to come back with some cowboy vamp ranch hands. Yeah. A whole group of cowboy vamps from down south. They're going to come in from Abilene, Texas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, the, it's the Gorch Gang. Gorch Gang from Abilene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those were your predictions. Okay. I stand by all of them. All right. So this is a banger episode, Pat. Is it? Literally. Oh, we'll get to it. You (laughs) talk about me being a leaky bucket. (laughs) Hey, we don't know. We don't know who's wedding. All right, fine. All right, we open on Buffy tossing and turning in bed at night. Mm. She gets up. Drusilla follows behind her down the hall with like a little bit of blood on her lips. Yeah. Then Buffy opens a door that leads into the bronze. So this is when, if you didn't think so before. Mm-hmm. probably caught up now that she's still in dreamland no it's kind of like oh i didn't know she lived that close she i <laughs> didn't know she had a you know apartment next door that makes sense why she would be there all the time why sure. not how do you get any sleep <laughs> with all that racket <laughs> i lived across from a bar once and it was no fun <laughs> no fun yeah Can imagine. um buffy spots willow at a table with a monkey and she's speaking <laughs> she french to it oh i didn't pick up that up mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. says Lipo a piqué ton pantalon, which means the hippo stole your pants. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's something that happens. Mm-hmm. Do you get that reference, though? Absolutely not. Okay. Well, it's in the trivia. Okay. Fun. Um, <laughs> Buffy spots her mom holding a cup on a saucer, and Joyce says, do you really think you're ready, Buffy? And then she drops the plate and just walks away. To clean up this cup of tea, Buffy? Clean it up! And she loses her mind. No, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. No. That didn't happen at all. If I directed that, she just though, walks away. I put that in just to throw the audience off. You know, it's a dream. <laughs> you can do whatever the heck you want, you know? Yeah. And the monkey comes over and eats the cup. I don't care. It's a dream. I don't care. Oh my God, that poor monkey. It, it doesn't matter. It's a dream. You know, okay. do whatever you want. Well, I'm glad you didn't direct this. Go I'd crazy. be sad for the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> so Buffy wanders around a bit and then she turns and she sees Angel. She heads toward him and then Drusilla comes up from behind him yeah. um, and stakes him and Buffy and Angel's hands almost touch as he turns into dust and Drusilla says, happy birthday, Buffy. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, Buffy. So a couple things yeah. I want to talk about. First, Drusilla's eyes... They be yeller on this one. Oh yeah. Yeah, like like thriller, thriller yeller. Thriller, thriller nights. Exactly. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Like at the end when he turns and he goes. I honestly don't know. You don't remember that? Well, I don't really watch music videos that much. Yeah, but thriller isn't just like any other music video. It's like the music video of all of history. I just remember the like prison that did the thriller dance. Okay. Well, you know what? I think it you was got, in the You got some homework for next week. You got to watch okay. the thriller full music video. Oh, boy. That's uh, directed by M. Night Shyamalan? No, it's not M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Can't think of his name. It's the guy who directed American Werewolf in London. Oh, that makes sense. And I can't think of it. You want me to Google it for you? you yes, did please. Say, you did declare that I was the Googler. Yes, Googler it. Googler American it. American Werewolf in London, 1981? Yeah. It is directed by John Landis. Yes, John Landis. John Landis. Yeah. Fantastic you know that name. director. Yeah. 
Okay, what else? You said a couple things. Okay. I was going to ask if normal people can dust. Oh, yeah. That's a stupid question. Never mind. Proceed, counselor. <laughs> if normal, pe- <laughs> normal people can dust vamps, yes. Yeah, we've seen this happen. We've seen that. We saw it happen yeah. in the second episode. <laughs> right. And then I was like, can first. vamps dust vamps? But I would assume so. All you need is some wood, right? Yeah. Well, we're pretty sure we've seen angel dust vamps. Okay. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyone can dust a vamp. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so yeah, after after Drusilla says happy birthday, Buffy Buffy actually wakes up. Yeah. And then we get the intro credits. Then back from the credits, Buffy goes to Angels to check in on him, and he's fine. Oh, fine. because he got a shirt off. Oh, he got yeah. a shirtless angel. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, did he just roll out of bed because his hair is wonderfully quaffed? Well, he did say, hold on a minute, and then he answers the door. So he probably took his shirt off. No, he took his shirt off. He's like, there we go. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) He had the stupidest jammy shirt on. It was like, uh, Like um, what's a dumb one? Daffy Duck. Daffy (laughs) Duck. Yeah, that's a good one. And he's like, oh, I I got this from Drusilla because Spike always calls her ducks. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, right. And he's in the mirror doing the Daffy Duck voice. And and he's like, boy, if anybody could see me, it'd be so stupid. And the doorbell rings. He's like, "Uh oh, time to get hot. He takes the shirt (laughs) off. Yeah. Uh, She knocks. There's no doorbell. Oh, right. She knocks. Semantics. Yeah. But still, (laughs) it's a fun, fun thing to picture. (laughs) So she tells him about the dream she had, and she's panicked because, you know, her dreams about the master came true. Angel reassures her that not everything she dreams comes true and asked what else she dreamed about last night. And she said, I dreamt that Giles and I opened an office supply warehouse in (laughs) Vegas. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, I'd love for that to happen. Yeah, follow your dreams, Buffy. You don't Office know where... Slayer style? Yeah, this is uh, the 90s, so Staples was was doing gangbusters, you know? Yeah. So this is prime time to open an office retail warehouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's still concerned because they never saw Drusilla's body. Always a thing to be concerned about. Always got to find the body. Yeah. confirm. Um, and then Buffy starts kind of like worry spiraling, and Angel does the only thing that you can do when your partner starts to spiral... Which is distract them with smoochies. Got to give them a smooch to shut them up. <laughs> major, major smoochies. Yeah, a whole lot of smoochies. Loud, lip-smacking smoochies. Yeah, very sloppy smoochies. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Buffy breaks away to go to school, and then they start kissing again. Then Angel breaks it off. Then they kiss some more, and then oh, Angel boy. says, you still haven't told me what you wanted for your birthday. And Buffy says, surprise me. They start to say their goodbyes. And she says, I like seeing you. The part at the end of the night where we say goodbye, it's getting harder. You know what else is getting harder, Pat? Oh, come hey on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when she said surprise me, I'm like, oh, man, what if he like just totally fails and like goes to Kmart and ends up with like a barrel of monkeys? And is like, eh, happy <laughs> this birthday, This would work for Buffy. Angel, you dick. And she throws him. <laughs> or, no, like, this would work for Willow, I mean. <laughs> Oh, Willow would love it, yeah. Yeah. She'd be mm-hmm. like, barrel of monkeys. Barrel of monkeys? How did you know? We don't know. We don't know yet what he got her. He's still <laughs> thinking about it, I guess. Then still we cut to Willow and Buffy discussing this encounter at school, um, how Buffy said that she likes seeing him at bedtime, which has a certain sexual connotation that Willow is most definitely picking up on. Yeah. And they discuss what Buffy should do. 
Mm. And Willow feeds her back the line that Buffy gave her in the very first episode. She says, carpe diem, seize the day. Oh, right. I forgot she said that. Yeah, which... So long ago. Technically got Willow in trouble, so... Yeah. Almost got her eaten, so I don't know if that was... Hey, Buffy, let's lay off the carpe diem around Willow, okay? She takes it to an extreme. She finds... (laughs) Well, no. Willow says this to Buffy this time. Oh, okay. And it got Buffy in trouble? No, it got Willow in trouble (laughs) when Buffy said it to her because she almost got eaten by the vampire in the first episode. Oh, first episode right. of the series. I was mixing Remember they're it up at the with bronze? the I was mixing up with the robot boyfriend episode. That was oh. clear. That was like episode eight. So yeah, that was down no, the road that, a bit. Buffy was like not into Malcolm at all. So yeah, 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 she yeah. wouldn't say carpe diem to her. True. She was okay. like, How much do you really know about this guy? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she says, you know, seize the day. And Buffy says, I think we're going to seize it. Once you get to a certain point, then seizing is sort of inevitable. <laughs> I was like, seizing what, Buffy? (laughs) (laughs) Man, watching this as an adult, picking up so much more of what's being put down. Yeah, I don't know if I am, but, you know, it's what this podcast is for so that you can explain it to me. You want me to explain the double entendre (laughs) of what she might be seizing? I'm just saying in general, you know? (laughs) Okay, sure. (laughs) Oh, Pat, sweet, innocent little baby. Sweet, innocent. I don't know what they're saying. What are they they talking about? (laughs) Lyle, Sex don't say pet. that. Cut to ah! S-E-X on the chalkboard. <laughs> yeah. What's the teacher's name? Whitmore? Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Whitmore, uh, I got a question. <laughs> what sex? They don't teach us down in Abilene. <laughs> oh, Mr. Whitmore, don't say that to me. Don't say that. There's a big hole in the basement. What? <laughs> <laughs> Remember there's a big hole in the basement in that episode? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Kool-Aid man. Anyway, Willow <laughs> Willow is just like in awe of this conversation. Yeah. And then Buffy spots Oz and asks Willow if there's any sparkage between them. Willow says he's nice, but she's also nervous because he's a senior. Yeah. And they're only juniors. Buffy says, you think he's too old because he's a senior? Please. My boyfriend had a bicentennial. Yeah. And then she t- very old. Yeah. And then she tells her, you can't spend the rest of your life waiting for Xander to wake up and smell the hottie. Make a move. Do the talking thing. Yeah. And then she leaves Willow, who decides to go for it and approaches Oz as he's sitting on a picnic table playing guitar. (laughs) He's strumming on a guitar and I'm like, wait a minute. Is Oz a cool guy? Um, yes. Wait, what do you mean is Oz a cool guy? Uh, Well, you know, my definition of cool guy, like the guy who's trying to be cool. Yeah. So Oz is trying to be cool, strumming on a guitar in public. He's like actually cool though, because he's well, in a band. Here's where you and I differ. Okay. I think he doesn't have a leather jacket. So. <laughs> well, that's big, true. Major points against if him. If <laughs> he had the big boots, leather pants, and leather jacket, perhaps some chains on a wallet or something, extra cool guy. I think he's got big boots though. He's got big boots and he cannot lie. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I feel, I feel about big boots. <laughs> yeah. He's got big boots. He's got like the big like Tim's, you know, and like the baggy pants. No, I pants. feel like he's got like the combat boot kind of thing. Oh, okay. More like those. Not like Tim. Not like Tim's, you okay. know. That was like a certain kind of different level of cool. Right. You know. But he's- Oz he's... is like, like, like low key punk rock rocker dude. Yeah. Cool. That was combat boots, not Tim's. So anyways, my point is the guy who yeah. plays, who strums his guitar 
Yeah. On on the top of a picnic table in yeah. public. Yeah. This is a cry for attention. This is oh. a cry for everybody look at me. I can play guitar, right? No. Just, it's He's like, just oh, I'm just, his own just practicing, you know? No. Right? That's this, not who he is. It's something He's you just, do in private. He's just in his own <laughs> world. He's got to practice okay. because I'll keep going. All right. All right. Continue so on. So he, Willow says, asks if he has a gig and he says, oh no, practice. See, our band's kind of moving towards this new sound where we suck. So yeah. practice. So, so he's, he's humble. practicing. Yeah, he's humble. Okay. He he's knows how humble. to play it. He's got a way with words. Oh, he's you know. sitting there practicing yeah because he's so bad that just the time he spends at home is not good enough yeah so he's bringing the guitar with him everywhere he goes okay, okay. god you, you won me back i love him <sighs> you should <laughs> i know <laughs> um and she says that she thinks they sound good and they probably have a lot of groupies and then she feels a little awkward but oz fills in the silence and he says i'm gonna ask you to go out with me tomorrow night and i'm kind of nervous about it actually yeah. it's interesting and willow says oh well if it helps at all i'm gonna say yes and he says yeah it helps it creates a comfort zone do you want to go out with me tomorrow night and then willow like slaps her hand to like her head on her like hat and she goes oh i can't and Oz goes well see i like that you're unpredictable <laughs> yeah. and she tells him that it's buffy's birthday they're throwing her a surprise party but then she invites him yeah. And she's like, well, you could be my date. Yeah. And she's got the biggest, cheesiest smile, and it's so cute. <laughs> and every time, every time there's an interaction with them, you're going to have to deal with me being Squealy Sammy because yeah. I cannot handle how cute they are. Squealy Sammy with Willow and Oz is very similar to Squealy Sammy on Claire and Charlie. Yes, but exactly. Who's, <laughs> who's the and couple? Who's the couple a musician, that wins? Okay, yeah. so mm. oh, let's true. Do the They're math both here, guitar people. players. Crossover. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I have a fucking type. Okay. Yeah. I have a type. You got a real very problem with these guitar it. players. Yeah, I do. Squealy Sammy and the guitar players. There's our <laughs> alternate title. <laughs> <laughs> I do make up a lot of songs, so that could be <laughs> that go. could be if we That's ever come out with name. an album <laughs> with all of our songs. Squealy Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't want to listen to Squealy Sammy. Um, I do every week. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Oz isn't in every week. <laughs> right. Um. Anyway, they're adorable. Oz says that he's in, and Willow walks away, away grinning like a fool. And like then fool. she's like, "I said date." <laughs> yeah, she's so proud of herself. She's so proud of herself. Yep. Inside the school, Cordelia is complaining about how much work being chips and dips girl is for the party mm -hmm. and xander goes oh horrors all that opening and stirring <laughs> and the whole time he's talking with her he's like kind of trying to subtly ask her to go with him to the party yeah um and then he finally just comes out and asks because you know with cordelia you, you gotta be you gotta like hit the nail on the head with her sometimes yeah you gotta um, be blunt with her Yes, thank you. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> I didn't hit the nail on the head with that one. <laughs> Xander says, this thing with us, despite our better judgment, it keeps happening. So maybe we should just admit that we're dating. And Cordelia says, groping in a broom closet isn't dating. You don't call it a date until a guy spends money. And Xander says, fine, I'll spend, then we'll grope, whatever. I just think it's some kind of whack that we feel like we have to hide it from all our friends. 
And Cordelia says, well, of course you want to tell everybody. You don't have anything to be ashamed of. I, on the other hand, have everything to be ashamed of. Xander says, you know what? Enough said. Forget it. It must have been my multiple personality guy talking. I call him Idiot Jed, glutton for punishment, and he huffs off. <laughs> yeah, I would huff off too. I'd be like, you know what? This is done. No more yeah, broom closet for you, this. Cordy. Yeah. Yeah. So then he runs into Giles, who asks if everything is ready for the party. And Xander says, you ready to get down, you funky party weasel? <laughs> you funky party weasel. <laughs> now that is the quote of the episode. I absolutely love that quote. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jenny and Buffy join them. And Xander says he feels a pre-birthday spanking coming on. And oh, Jenny boy. tells him to curb that impulse, mm-hmm. which he does. Buffy tells him about her dream. And Giles says that he's sure it's nothing, but still good to be on alert. Then we cut to uh, the warehouse hideout that Spike and Drusilla have been in before, where our friend Dalton is carrying a box, and we see that Spike is in a wheelchair. Dalton. I forgot his name. I just kept calling him Vamp Giles in my notes. (laughs) Vamp Giles, yeah. Yeah. Dalton. (laughs) Yeah, his name is Dalton. Um, Yeah, so Spike's in a wheelchair. His face is pretty badly burned on one side. Mm -hmm. Um. And Drusilla, who has awesome outfits in this episode. I love her dress. It's bright red, like floral lacy bodice with a crimson velvet skirt. Her nails are like a French tip, but it's on dark red. So that's just like a type of manicure where you get like white on top. Um, hmm. But yeah, it's usually clear and then white on top. Um, <laughs> but hers are like dark red, like blood red and then white on top. Right. She has the best outfits. Um, so she's preparing for some kind of party and Spike doesn't seem to be into it because he says, you know, nothing ever goes as, as we plan. Um, Drusilla starts inspecting the roses that are set up around, um, the warehouse. And also Spike can't really dance, you know, he's in wheels. So, Hey, haven't you seen Glee? No. Okay. Well, you can dance in a wheelchair, but it probably takes practice, you know? Yeah. Probably can't spin out the moves right away. You know what no, I'm he's going to have to learn, but it can be yeah. done. Okay. Don't say that anybody can't dance. You can always dance. Everybody can dance. Just yeah. like in Ratatouille, everybody can cook. I never saw Ratatouille. What? Well, looks like we both have homework for ourselves here. What's my homework? You got to watch that Glee episode. And you got to watch Ratatouille? Sure. No deal. Didn't I? <laughs> wait, didn't I have other homework? I also need to watch the thriller. <laughs> oh, yeah. You definitely have to watch thriller. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. Anyway, party. She's getting ready for a party. She doesn't like the roses, so she starts freaking out, and she's like, these are all wrong. <laughs> and when she-, she loses it on the flowers, I started laughing because the other <laughs> vamps with their like weirdo vamp faces just kind of like, look Ugh. on. They're like, <laughs> they like look at each other like, oh, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> like, oh. it, bad news for us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Uh, and, and so Spike kind of like calms her down as he usually does. Yeah. Um, and then she goes over to the table where Dalton had set the box down and asks if she can open one. Spike says, just a peek, love. And she opens one. Then the camera switches to an angle inside the box. Inside so we're looking up from inside the box. So mm-hmm. we can't, we can see Drew looking down, but we can't see what's in the box. Yeah. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> and why is it banana shaped? Yeah. It That's is what a I funny shape. Know. 
yeah. um, because it's a giant banana, Pat, obviously. That's what I thought. The I was like, this is a vamp banana. Monsters of the week, bananas in pajamas. <laughs> it's a giant vamp banana. <laughs> She's like, I can't wait to pee. Vamp it. banana. Vamp banana. Cake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Drusilla says, it reeks of death. And then she tells Spike, this will be the best party ever because it will be the last. Yep. Then back from commercial, Joyce asks Buffy if 17 feels any different from 16. And Buffy says that she now possesses the qualities one looks for in a licensed driver. Joyce asks, do you really think you're ready, Buffy? And he, she drops her plate, just like in Buffy's dream. Right. And at first I was like, why'd she drop her plate? Boy, she got butterfingers, huh? And then my wife told me, that's what she said in the dream. I was like, oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Amy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I remember. Thanks for the assist, Amy. (laughs) She she (laughs) gives you a lot of assists that I don't even tell you about. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, I'm starting to put it together, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, We cut to, that's okay, because you know what? Dave points out a lot of things to me that I wouldn't always get. So it's. This, this is why this streaming is, why. is better <laughs> with, with friends, friends slash or spouses. significant others mm-hmm. <laughs> who notice things more than we do. Yeah. We cut to Jenny entering her classroom and we see a man entering from the opposite side of the room, but Jenny doesn't see him because her back's to him. Yeah. And it's Vincent Chiavelli. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He, sa- he seemed very familiar and I was like, what do I know him from? Well, I don't know if you've seen this. You probably have. But I know him best as the subway, the angry, creepy <gasps> subway ghost from Ghost. Yes. yes. As soon as you said Ugh. subway, I was like, ghost. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. He creeps me the fuck out. Yeah. because It's a great movie. That is a great movie. And he's fucking terrifying in it. So <laughs> yeah, I remember watching this and I was like, ah! this guy <laughs> yeah um yeah he always creeps me out i don't i mean he's in a lot of stuff i don't i honestly don't know that i've seen a whole lot of other things that he's been in i'm but sure i've seen him in something else yeah. yeah jenny seems to know who he is and he speaks to her in like a sort of russian accent accusing her of ignoring her responsibility to her people oh i thought he sounded like count chocula like an old-timey vampire accent mm. Okay, so uh, do the difference between Count Chocula, old-timey van. What do you put in the cereal? You put the milk. Sort of like that. And now do Russian. What do you want? Okay, I see (laughs) your point. (laughs) (laughs) I think the first one had more of a Transylvania spin on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, sure. it's, it's very it's very minute. It's hard to pick out, but okay. you know that's how much you have of a to master be a real of accents I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Dialects, different dialects. Can you dialects. do Christopher Walken for me? No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> he accuses her of ignoring her responsibility to her people, and now you get to hear me try to do an accent. Oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> and he says the elder woman has been reading signs. Something is different. And she says, nothing has changed. The curse still holds. He says, the elder woman is never wrong. She says his pain is lessening. She can feel it. Ooh, yours sounds more German or Austrian. I don't know, man. I'm doing my best, okay? (laughs) You're doing great. (laughs) Thank you. I also feel like his teeth were so crazy. Like, I was watching this scene and I'm like, I would be so afraid like being the Jenny, the actress right now, because I I just feel like this guy is spitting on me the whole time he's talking. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I'm just trying to back up. Also, I'd be afraid because he's the subway ghost. Um, (laughs) Anyway, and then so she is she says, there's a girl and he goes, what? How could you let this happen? And she says, I promise you, Angel still suffers and he makes amends for his evil. He even saved my life. And he goes, so you just forget that he destroyed the most beloved daughter of your tribe, that he killed every man, (laughs) woman and child that touched her life. You're going to have to really. Here comes the exposition. Very heavy handed. I know. So I have to do this whole thing. Yeah, you kind of do because it's important. (laughs) Yeah, and you're also going to have to edit my audio way down, probably. (laughs) Nah. Vengeance demands that his pain be eternal as ours is. If this, this girl gives him one minute of happiness, it is one (laughs) minute too too much. Why is it one? There's no W there. You can't even turn it to a V. That's what he says, okay? A one, a two, a three. One, two, three. Yeah. 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 Three minutes of happiness. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or that's the count yeah from sesame street yeah not count count chocula they're all counts you know you know this guy this guy <laughs> ghost guy and, and he said guy. she says jenny says i'm sorry i thought and he said you thought what you thought you are <laughs> jenny calendar now you are still yana of yeah. the calderash people a gypsy. a gypsy. Yeah, he has to tell her what she is, too. Yeah. You're not only this name of this people, you're also blank. <laughs> well, because we wouldldn't know what that means. Exactly. So it's completely for, yeah. Yeah. What they say in uh, for screenwriting classes is, is show, don't tell. But on this episode, tell, 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 don't show. Well, how are you going to show that she's a gypsy? Well, you, you show a flashback scene like in Lost. You know, you go, okay, and then well, we flashback to Jana, and she's, uh, Yana. where'd she come from? Yana. 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 She came from where? From Calderashian. Calderash people. Yeah. Boulder, Calderash. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like Boulder, Colorado. Okay. Yeah, it didn't connect. That's okay. All right, continue. Okay. And she says, I know, uncle. I know. <laughs> uncle. See? She's got to tell how she's related to him. It's all right there. I mean, I I always call my uncle's uncle. You do? Yeah. Mm, I guess I do too. Yeah. Okay. So then her uncle tells her to end it between the girl and him. And Jenny says she will see to it. So Jenna is a bad guy? A baddie? Something's up with this? She's going to try to intervene? I don't know. Well, do you understand what's happening here? Of course. 100%. Okay. What did Amy tell you is happening here? I want to have to dig deep. Listen, in do the you want me to do this whole brain? thing again? Because I got a great accent going. I got the phlegm in the back, so it's good. Yeah, no, I, I don't do want again. you to do it again. Okay, okay. Yana. So How Jenny. could you let this happen? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Killed every yeah. man, yeah, 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 woman, yeah, yeah. and child. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so Angel killed yes. the the Calderash people, the whole brood. Yes. Right. Well, also the most beloved daughter. Right. Of the okay. tribe, yep. So she was sent here to Sunnydale to try to uh, enact some sort of revenge on Angel? Is this so accurate? He killed, so here's what we know so far, okay? okay. He right. killed get my the most beloved daughter uh-huh. of the Calderash tribe, the gypsy okay. tribe. Beloved and daughter. And he revealed that he 
he revealed this in Angel, too, that in he Angel. had killed a gypsy woman. Okay. Jenny seems to be here because her uncle said... Um, you know, her her uncle accused her <laughs> of forgetting her, ignoring her responsibility to her people. Mm-hmm. And she says, nothing has changed. The curse still holds. And her uncle said, listen, the elder woman feels like things are different. He doesn't suffer as much anymore. And Jenny says he still suffers and he tries to make amends. He He saved my life. And then he's like, Oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't even matter. I'm putting it into simple terms for you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, don't patronize me. Vengeance demands that his pain be eternal as ours is. Right. And because she was like, there's a woman, there's a girl. And uh, he says, if this girl, vengeance demands that his pain be as eternal as ours is. If this girl gives him one minute of happiness is a minute too too much. And then he's basically like, you got to end it between this girl and Angel because he's clear she's clearly making him happy. He's not suffering as much Mm -hmm. because the point of the curse was he's got to suffer for him he's to suffer. live forever and suffer because he was this demon right who killed a lot of people and then he was given a soul which makes him regret everything and remember okay. everything and right. feel everything like angel had said but before. now he's falling in love and getting the smoochies on right she's like, so he's uh-huh. like so basically her uncle is like he's not suffering yeah he's, he's not, not suffering enough. he's living in a very nice concrete apartment He's getting to make out with this. He's got Daffy Duck shirts. Got Daffy Duck shirts, you know, flexing in the mirror. He's yeah. quaffing his hair. Mm. He's kind of living pretty. Yeah, he's yeah. very pretty. Sitting pretty. So, yeah. Okay, all right, I got it. So we don't know exactly what, it sounds like Jenny was sent here to keep an eye on the situation. Okay. That's all we really can take away from this. Interesting. But I don't really like that she's uh, got more, you know, like she has something invested in it. She's not just like a normal teacher, but, you know, I get it. Yeah. Because Giles has got a whole bunch of backstory. She's going to have some too. It all connects to the story. Oh, oh, you don't like backstory, Pat? <laughs> Excuse me. What is lost? 100% backstory. Uh, anyways, let's move it's right It's like along. 80% backstory, 20% living on this island. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, but the hatch. Like backstory. Okay. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> in the library, Buffy is telling Giles what happened with her mom, how she dropped the plate just like in her dream. Mm-hmm. And an excited Willow and Xander enter, and Willow goes, "It's happy birthday, Buffy!" and like hugs Buffy. But obviously, Buffy is not that happy um, because she's worried that this means Drusilla is still alive. Right. But Giles assures her um, that even if Drusilla is alive, they can still protect Angel. He tells her that he'll read up on Drusilla and that she should meet him at seven to map out strategy. And until then, she should just go about her day as usual. Mm-hmm. Buffy leaves the library and then Willow senses that their party is doomed now, but Giles is determined to have the party, saying there's never a great time to relax on the Hellmouth, so they may as well celebrate Buffy's birthday. And Willow says, and anyway, Angel's coming, so she'll be able to protect him and have cake. <laughs> Looking on the bright side. Mm-hmm. And then at night, Buffy heads to meet Giles in the library, but Jenny stops her, saying that Giles ran home to grab a book and wants to meet her somewhere near his house. And she offers to drive her. And of course, Jenny drives a beetle because she's so fucking cool. Just like John Locke. Just like John Locke. Crossover. Crossover. Um, coolest characters. 
Yep. Buffy asks if they're going to the bronze as they head down a dark alley. And Jenny says that she isn't sure. She's just following the directions Giles gave her. But Buffy's Slayer senses are tingling when she sees a truck in a loading dock and some people moving things around. So she walks up and she sees Dalton slash Vamp Giles (laughs) (laughs) carrying a box. And she goes, every time I see you, you're stealing something. (laughs) He's like, ah. (laughs) No, Dalton growls. Right. That's my growl. Oh. You want to try that again? (laughs) (laughs) I just knew you would love that because you love growling stuff. I do love growling stuff. Um, and she says, you really should speak with someone about this klepto issue. Then a vampire gets out of the truck that she's standing next to and fights her. Then two more vamps join in the fray. And then inside the bronze, everyone is hiding and wondering where Buffy is. And Willow is the only one wearing one of her party hats that she was very excited about earlier in the episode about getting. (laughs) Buffy's thrown against the wall outside of the bronze. And then the Slayerettes all hear the commotion from inside the bronze. Then Buffy crashes through one of the bronze's dark tinted windows with the vampire and stakes it with a drumstick. (laughs) A drumstick? Oh, a drumstick. Yeah. Like a stick from the the drum set yes i was like drumstick like a chicken drumstick <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that i was like i had to double check <laughs> i was does, like it is called a drumstick drum? though right it's, yeah, it's still a called a drumstick yeah but so but are chicken yeah, legs i know <laughs> it's so funny because as i was writing that i was like i feel like pat is gonna think i'm saying like a chicken leg <laughs> <laughs> well you called it you know me too well uh oz looks incredulous at the situation um cordelia jumps out and says surprise (laughs) and then oz goes that pretty much sums it up yeah uh angel and giles move in to check on buffy and she asks what's going on and giles says oh um a surprise party and he blows on one of those noisemaker things (laughs) (laughs) i love it i just love it when giles is like silly you know funny daddy (laughs) anytime when he's not a fuddy-duddy. <laughs> they give him a little noisemaker. Right. Buffy is very touched that they planned all of this for her. And then Willow asks if Oz is okay. And he says, yeah. Hey, did everybody <laughs> see that guy just turn into dust? Yeah. <laughs> and Xander and goes, oh, go ahead. I was, right, I was like, oh, my goodness. Well, Oz is definitely into the Scooby gang now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he knows what's up now. He does. Yeah. So Xander says, yep, vampires are real. A lot of them live in Sunnydale. Willow will fill you in. And as he's saying, like, he's kind of like rolling his eyes about it. And I'm like, dude. So this is where I feel like your prediction about him being a little bit bothered by Oz being around. Yeah. Like, I was starting to sense that for sure here. Yep. Um, And so Willow is like, you know, I I know it can be a little bit um, like a lot at first. And and he's like, actually, it explains a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Um. He gets and, it. Yeah, he gets it. Jenny comes in with the box Dalton had been carrying and asks for a hand with it. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Buffy opens it, and inside is an arm clad in armor. And yeah. suddenly the arm grabs Buffy by the throat and begins choking her. Yeah. It's like Thing from the Adams Family. Yeah. Thing? Yeah, Thing. Yeah, but Thing is just a hand. Just a hand. Just a yeah. bare hand. Yeah. Yep. This is a whole arm. I know. And I was like, man, Buffy's getting choked a lot lately. <laughs> she <laughs> like does last get episode, choked a lot. Yeah. She was choked or not last. I feel like uh, once, once an episode she gets choked. Yeah. I don't know if she was by Tector or if she got choked by those guys. No, she but... got choked at the... Uh, she got choked by Ted. At the ice... Uh, 
at the oh yeah she got choked then yeah yeah like every other episode whole lot of choking um i guess she was really choked up by her friends planning this party but she really has to get a grip here you know (laughs) it's great you're bringing the fire in this episode maybe after the party she and angel will walk arm in arm at least somebody's armed in this (laughs) area very good a plus (laughs) yeah i mean renting out the bronze is quite a flex oh there we go yeah Angel helps remove the arm's grip on Buffy's throat, shoving it back into the box and then slamming it shut. I and got Xander- my arm in a box. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How Thanks. do you know that song, Pat? I watch SNL. I'm a big fan of comedy. Also JT. <laughs> really big fan of JT. <laughs> Love JT and them Jerry, Jerry curls back in the day. What happened to those oh, things? Oh, yeah. <laughs> bring those back, JT. Yeah, bring them back. Bring the sexy back. Uh, Xander says, well, clearly the Hellmouth's answer to what do you get the Slayer who has everything. Yeah. Um, and as they wonder what it is, Angel says, it can't be. She wouldn't. Um, and he tells them that it's a legend way before my time of a demon brought forth to rid the earth of the plague of humanity. Separate the righteous from the wicked and burn the righteous down. They call him the judge. The judge. So opposite of a regular judge, basically. Regular good judge, I guess. And Giles seems to recognize the name, and he says he couldn't be killed. Yes, an army was sent against him. Most of them died, but finally they were able to dismember him, but not kill him. And Angel says, the pieces were scattered, buried in every corner of the earth. And I was like, the earth's not flat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jenny says, so all these parts are being brought here. And Buffy said, by Drusilla, the vamps outside were Spike's men. And Angel says she's just crazy enough to do it. Basically, she's crazy enough to reassemble the judge and bring forth Armageddon. And I say, Bruce Armageddon? Willis, Sorry, Ben Affleck, Liv Tyler. <laughs> what could be wrong with that? Yeah, true. But you said Armageddon? Yeah. Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah, you stepped right over that. I know. Or reached over it. <laughs> Ugh. You're really reaching with that pun. Yeah. Aren't I always? <laughs> I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, Judge. And I don't want to miss a thing. I was added a little Western flavor to that. No, I liked it. And so <laughs> did Lyle. <laughs> he heard he heard my siren call. <laughs> I like your song, lady. I'd like to take you out a night on town. Don't say that to me, Lyle. Don't say that to me, Lyle. Cordelia decides it's cake time (laughs) while Jenny suggests that Angel get the judge's arm out of Dodge. Buffy is devastated because he'll basically have to be gone for months, um, bringing it to the remotest region possible because he can't fly. (laughs) Yeah. Why can't they just can't can't... fly? (laughs) No, that would be that would be really cool, though. Ooh, I mean, I'm a plane, but I'm also making a joke. Okay. Anyways. Uh, why can't they just throw the arm in the fire? Because no weapon, no weapon forged. It oh, said it, they okay. took an army to bring him down and he still killed most of the army. We're going to no. get to that. We'll talk about okay. it in a little bit. All right. All right. All right. Um, but basically this guy's bad news bears. Okay? Bad news bears. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Angel says that he should leave that night as soon as possible. Jenny offers to drive him to the docks. She's very chauffeur happy tonight. Yeah, she wants to drive everybody everywhere. Yeah. She's like, just you go this way and you go this way and I'll drive you both. How about that? Yeah, how about that? How about that? Catch me outside. And Catch me by the docks. How about that? And the beetle. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the warehouse, Drusilla is threatening Dalton for losing her box. She takes off his glasses and stomps on them, which always makes me so sad me when this too. happens when you <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah i wrote that down i said it's always so sad when somebody's glasses break i know because it's, it's like, like they, they need it to see they need them they need them and when they so break sad. they can't see and then he know. tries to put it back on so he can only see out of one side it's so sad it's poor so dalton sad. I know. I'm so glad you have that same feeling. I do. I don't know anybody else who has ever said that before. Very empathetic about and the people with glasses. And neither of us have glasses. glasses, so. No, we don't. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's funny. And you're, well, Amy doesn't have glasses, but Dave Oh, does. she does. No, she has oh, glasses. Oh, she does? Yeah. So maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe our, that's because it. Because our spouses have glasses. Yeah. We can empathize with the I fact. I guess I forgot that Amy has glasses. I'm yeah, sorry, she Amy. Does. But yeah, maybe that's what it is because we mm-hmm. see the struggles yeah. I mean, I don't know how much Amy struggles, but Dave is like, Oh, she blind. needs glasses. Yeah. Yeah, bad. Like, she can't see a thing. If she yeah, so maybe that's what it is. Because we're so empathetic, you know? We're so empathetic. We just feel for others. We do. All the Anyways, Anyways this guy gets Spike. run over. <laughs> <laughs> Spike tells her, Spike tells Drusilla to give him a chance to find it. He says, he is a wanker, but he's the only one we've got with half a brain. (laughs) If he fails, you can eat his eyes out of the sockets for all I care. Yeah. Dalton swears that he'll get it. And so Drusilla picks up his glasses, puts them back on his head. They're all broken and crooked. And then just gives him a little pat on the head. (laughs) Dalton. Poor Dalton. (laughs) I know. Poor vamp Giles. (laughs) Um, at the docks, Buffy and Angel are indeed arm in arm. And Angel yeah. is carrying the judge's arm over his shoulder. He looks he... so cool in the trench coat on oh, the docks yeah. with the, so with the cool. arm box, the banana box on his shoulder. Yep. So cool looking. Yeah. Yeah. This is what made you fall in love with Angel in the first place. What? I don't know. Just his cool factor. <laughs> his cool factor. It's like, this is like the, the whole like, you know, noir thing all over again. He's got the oh, trench true. coat. Yeah, He's on the yeah. docks, you know, it's yeah. like, come on. Backlit, yeah, yeah. get the fog rolling in. Oh, yeah. boy. The docks, yeah, the apex Sitting are cool. Sitting on a dock with an arm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Angel promises he'll be back, and he gives her a clotter ring. He says, my people, before I was changed, they exchanged this as a sign of devotion. It's a clotter ring. The hands represent friendship, the crown represents loyalty, and the heart, well, you know, wear it with the heart pointing towards you. It means you belong to somebody like this. And he shows his ring and his he has the heart pointing towards him. So Amy has the same ring. She's Irish. Well, I gave it to her. You're Irish. I'm Irish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I definitely had one of these rings when I was in, well, probably when I was in middle school, high school, when I was watching this. I'm also Irish. Yeah. But so I don't have one, now. one Uh, I think my mom actually bought it for me when mm. we went to Boston once on like a school field trip. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, man, I got I to gotta get me a clotter ring again. Yeah. Well, drop a, drop a hint to Dave. 
Yeah, maybe I will. I mean, we already have our rings, our wedding rings. Yeah, but I was know. like, oh, should we have like clotter rings too? Because we're, we're very one. into our Celtic roots. We're going to have a hand fasting and everything, you know? So right. I was like, yeah. I feel like What's that, like a hand jive? Yeah, it's a hand jive. Yeah, I thought so. That's what we're going to do. We're going to, everyone's going to have to do the hand jive. Yeah. Yep. I can't think of the song. What's the song that goes with a hand jive? It's called Hand Jive. Oh, never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Born to Hand Drive. Born to Hand Drive, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hand Drive. Oh, yep. yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Grease is the word. <laughs> the word is the word. <laughs> so, yeah, clatter rings. So cool. Yeah. You knew. It's funny because I was like, I started. I started explaining it, but then I was like, Pat probably knows what a clotter ring is. Yeah, I don't know how I figured it out or found out, but uh, I don't know. I mean, they, they are, one, so they are a big Irish tradition. So, right. I mean, if you've ever visited any kind of gift shop in Boston or whatever, you've probably seen them. They're well, there was an Irish the gift shop uh, over here near where I live, and that's where oh, I really? got it. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, so because he said that my people exchange us as a sign of devotion, now we know that Angel is Irish. Hmm. So that's interesting. Then they loudly smooch again and get attacked so by vampires. So loud. Obscene. So loud. I know. Loud. I don't know like, that I ever realized that down. before, but I was like, you know, watching this when I was, I don't know, 10. So I don't yeah. know what smooching was like. Thankfully, yeah. I don't smooch that loud. At least I don't think I do. I wonder if it's actual smooching uh, sound effects that was recorded on location or if it's like the Foley artist just going wild in the booth. Like just Maybe. grab a bunch of sponges and rin- like rin- ring them, rinse them, ring them, yeah, ring, ring them out. Yeah, in the sink. And that's our smoochy noises. Or let's really? take a bunch of bologna and smash them with our fists <laughs> and record that and we'll dub just... it over. What? Yeah, I'm going to have to do these like. things now to be able to see if they actually sound like these noises. Right. I don't think ringing out a sponge sounds like a smoochie. Uh, it's very wet and loud. <laughs> these <laughs> these smoochies. <laughs> so, yes, loud, loud smoochies. They're attacked by vampires. And then as they are distracted, Dalton swoops in, grabs the box. Angel <laughs> Scanny tries tries to scamper, but Angel tackles him. Yeah. Um, as Buffy is thrown over the docks into the water, and Angel jumps in after her, and I get that he's being protective, but I'm like, she, she can, can swim. probably swim, dude. Yeah. If she can backflip, kick somebody in the face, and then stake a bunch of people at the same time, yeah, she can swim. She can swim. It's funny because when he jumps in after her, it looks like her body is just floating, even though she was not knocked out or anything unless like the fall knocked her out like it's not that much of a fall i have definitely dropped much further into water than that <laughs> <laughs> i mean not and i wasn't yeah. thrown into water you know like i jumped in but right. yeah it was just sort of a weird thing that he goes well it's in like after the puddle she's remember, like remember when she died in the puddle maybe she had like ptsd <laughs> so when she jumped in the water she's like oh no i'm dead <laughs> <laughs> maybe and Angel's like, not this again. You need to jump in and save her. And he's like, fuck, I can't save you. I don't have breath. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but she's clearly fine. I don't know. It, it was really weird. Um, yeah, they cut away from it. Yeah, but you can see her like body floating like mm-hmm. right after he jumps in. Right. It's just so, a dummy that they threw in there. They're like, let's yeah. not keep Sarah Michelle 
wet for like eight hours today. So let's just throw the dummy in. We'll let yeah. it float all day. Yeah. You weren't supposed to see that as an audience member. Whoops. Well, <laughs> I did. Um, okay. She probably didn't have to get wet at all. It was probably just the stunt double. Oh, that's true. And then the dummy. That's true. In the library, Giles is worried that Buffy and Jenny are not back yet. While Xander says he doesn't think Buffy and Angel have much of a future together anyway. He says, she's got two jobs, Denny's waitress by day, Slayer by night, and Angel's always in front of the TV with a big blood belly. And he's dreaming of the glory days when Buffy yeah. still thought this whole That's creature gross. of the night routine was a big turn on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew uh, you'd have a good time with this. I do like this reality version. Yeah. Though. You know, like the thought of it actually panning out in real yeah. life. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we all have big dreams when we're in high school about what big our life's going to become. Yeah, I wanted to be an actress. Yeah. Dashed. Dreams dashed. <laughs> but here you are here on I this am. lovely podcast. <laughs> 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 oh, no, it's Waterworks again. <laughs> uh, and Buffy enters wearing different clothes. She tells them that they were ambushed by Drew's guys. And Jenny took Angel to get clothes, but she had some there. Giles tells her what he's learned about the judge. This is where he says, his touch can literally burn the humanity out of you. A true creature of evil can survive the process. No human ever has. And Xander says, what's the problem? We send Cordy to fight this guy and we go for pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Buffy says, can this guy be stopped without an army? And Giles says, he like reads from a book and says, no weapon forged can kill him. Not very encouraging if we could only stop them from assembling him. So basically, they can't just like throw fire at him or anything like... They can't just throw it into the into the fire. Yeah, like they they couldn't destroy him They ha- or they couldn't actually kill him in any way. They had to just dismember him and bury the pieces all over. Yeah. But obviously, each of each individual piece was still alive because Buffy got choked. So... Yeah kind of crazy this guy this i'd guy pour it is... into cement that's what i'd do that's what they do in true blood see yeah so buffy says they need to figure out where they're keeping him and in the wee hours of the morning they're all still at the library willow is gushing about how cool oz was about everything and xander is bitter about it and willow observes that it's because he didn't have a date oh xander i know which is sort of ouch for him but also don't be a jerk xander (laughs) like so again like this is where he's like being a little bit bitter being kind of like a jerk about the odd situation when he has no right to be yeah Eh, um you know what are you gonna do what are you gonna do (laughs) buffy's fallen asleep and she's dreaming that she's at drusilla's party wearing a white dress which is kind of similar to what she wore when she was killed by the master yeah she sees very wedding like Yes. She sees Jenny walk by uh, in her dream, and then the judge boxes, and then Drusilla slits Angel's throat. Yikes. And she wakes up, and Angel is there to hug her. He's like right next to her. I was just watching you sleep again. You know, as I do. One of my favorite pastimes. (laughs) At the warehouse, Drusilla is wearing another amazing red dress, silky Mm. this time. Yeah. And an awesome song. I love this song that plays in the background. It's called Transylvanian Concubine by <laughs> Rasputina. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I know the song from Buffy, but I don't know. I just really like it. Mm-hmm. Guests are gathered and the place looks dope. 
And I told Dave, I was like, I want to throw a party like this. He's like, of course you do. I'll take notes. (laughs) What do you mean he'll take notes? I'll be the one doing everything. (laughs) He just needs to show up and dress however. Just show up and dress appropriately, okay? (laughs) And make sure Appa has the right outfit. (laughs) He would be so into it, but I would be the one planning everything. (laughs) But he'd be very into it. Yeah, there's a lot of ivy and stuff around or something. There's a lot of ivy, there's red, you know, I wouldn't have the blood or real vampires or judge, but I might have like red punch, you know, could be like a fake vampire party. Yeah. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Spike rolls in and it's the final box, the head, which is placed on top of the rest of the boxes, which are like all placed on top of each other, kind of like a 3D puzzle. It falls into place and then a bright light emanates through all of the cracks in the boxes and they open and then the judge, a very big blue dude with horns, who's kind of looked like a rejected, scary member of the blue man group. Yeah. He looked at, he looked like something. I couldn't figure it out. Something very similar. I don't know. I got my judge in a box. Yeah. Now he's out of the box, though. He's out of the box. Yep. He's thinking outside the box now. Yes, he is. Um, Mm -hmm. He tells Spike and Drusilla that they stink of humanity. And Spike (laughs) says, yeah, what of it? And he just taps on his armor. And he's like, do I have to remind you that we're the ones who brought you here? Yeah. And the judge sees Dalton and says, this one is full of feeling. He reads. Bring him to me. (laughs) (laughs) He reads. So because he reads, I guess he's full of empathy. (laughs) Yeah. Then Spike says, what's with the bringing? I thought you could just zap people. (laughs) The judge tells him, my full strength will return in time. Until then, I need contact. Yeah. And so the judge touches Dalton and he burns right up, disappearing in a flash of flame and smoke. And I shed a tear. I was like, first the glasses, then you 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 vamp zap him, demon demon zap him. Yeah. I was so sad for this guy. I know Dalton's lost to the ether now. Yeah, definitely. So sad. There's no coming back from that. Nope. And then Drusilla says, "Do it again, do it again." <laughs> She's very excited. Drewy likey. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I think what what happened here is that Dalton really burned some bridges when he Did lost it? that arm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I got. Back at okay. the library. <laughs> I was buckling says, up for more. I was like, here we go. <laughs> no, I know. We we no. have this we have this thing where we normally have three. Yeah. And I only had one there. So because okay. I was doing it in the last episode too. If you only had one, I was like eager. Egger for more. Ah, egging you on. Yeah, you were egging me on. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. There we go. There's three. They're not all burn jokes, but that's fine. <laughs> we'll just keep back going at the back library. to the well of the eggs. <laughs> Buffy says that she thinks she knows where Spike and Drusilla are based on her dream. And she decides that she and Angel are going to do some recon, see how far they've gone assembling it, assembling the judge. They find the factory and they kind of like look down on the party from the second floor. Mm-hmm. And the judge comes out and he stops as if he senses something. He looks up to where Buffy and Angel are. And they try to run, but they are quickly caught by vamps and are brought before the judge. Angel offers his life in exchange for Buffy's, but Spike tells him that there's no instead, only first and second. Yeah. And Buffy sees the TVs mounted above, so she kicks the judge, getting kind of like a jolt as she does, but he falls back because he's still pretty weak. You know, he's not up to his full strength yet. 
Right. And that gives Angel time to kind of like pull the TVs down. He sort of like yanks them down with like a chain. Yeah, these were old, old TVs. These are like TVs from the 70s. Yeah, well, these were the ones that um, remember Spike had like mounted and he was watching videos of Buffy oh, and her yeah. fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, who knows how old these TVs are. Yeah, they seem quite old. Uh, so Angel and Buffy run and hide in the sewers. They wait for the vampires to pass them and then they climb up a sewer ladder back out into the city above where it is now pouring rain. Pouring rain, lots of rain. They arrive at Angel's soaking wet, and Angel gets Buffy some dry clothes and tells her to get under the covers to warm up. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I bet she'll warm up under there. Well, one thing real quick here. Okay. Uh, so I did notice how much of a concrete bunker that Angel lives in. And it seems yeah. like it's mostly underground, right? Because yeah. I know they have to go down some stairs. Yet, yeah. as it's raining, they have the shot of the bed... We can see behind Buffy, it looks as if there is moonlight coming through a window with rain. Yeah. On the background. So he's got a window? This dude's got a window on the fourth wall that we don't see? I'm going to have to go back and look at that. Yeah. I mean, as long as he's got really heavy drapes, it doesn't matter. Really heavy drapes. But what if you forget to close them one night? Well, then he is fucked. (laughs) He's toast. You wake up to that? He's going the way of Dalton. (laughs) Yeah. He's just like, ah, dust. Yeah. That's how he wakes up one morning if he forgets to close. I just think it's- uh, I feel like there's a curtain. Isn't there like a curtain that goes in front of the bed? I don't know. I don't know. Regardless, the whole thing is concrete with no windows, yet there's one big window that overlooks his bed. Not smart. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. We'll have to go back and look at that. Yeah. Okay. Got to look at it. Got to look at it. Um, Anyways, not to break the romance of this scene. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> With window It's not really romantic talk. yet. Okay. Well, um, and there. then she's as she's starting to kind of like take her clothes off, and he's turned around like a gentleman. Right. She says that she has a cut, and then Angel asks if he can see it, and he inspects it and says that it's already closed because of her super slayer healing powers. Right. Super healer. Um, and she's still shivering in her wet clothes. She leans into him and says she feels like she lost him that day and he tells her that he loves her he says you know i love you i try not to but i can't stop and buffy says me too i can't either and then angel tries to stop them they smoochy angel tries to stop them from going further but buffy tells him to just kiss her and we see them move off camera down 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 off camera too Hmm. so probably just like going to sleep like yeah it's been a long day gotta dry off go to sleep. sleep like Yep. Time to get some shut eye, Angel, is probably what's happening off yes, screen. Yes, Pat, right now. that's what's happening. Okay. You're absolutely that's right. That's what I thought. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to them lying in bed, sleeping. Sleeping. And a lightning flash, and then Angel sits up as if in pain. Right. He struggles to get outside where it's still pouring. He falls onto the ground, screaming Buffy's name, but Buffy doesn't hear. She's still asleep. And then we get a to be continued. Yeah. Wow. Jeez, what's going on now, huh? Whoa. Whoa. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm haunting wabbits. <laughs> you went full <laughs> Elmer Fudd. <laughs> um, so I was going to make this episode a two-parter, but we just had yeah. one. 
I know. I, I was thinking that. I was like, a to be continued? Didn't see this coming. How do we not do this as a two-part? Yeah, it's because I purposefully chose not to. Yeah. Because we but are going like, to have okay another two-part of this season. So I was yeah. like, three in one season seems excessive. Yeah. So, and I was like, hmm, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see what Pat comes up with. <laughs> do cliffhangers drive you crazy? Yeah. Like, you have to know? Yeah. And it, like, drives you nuts? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't drive you crazy? Not anymore. Oh. First time I watched Lost, they drove me nuts. Yeah. You couldn't you couldn't stop me from watching those discs. Yeah. But now, I'm just like, eh, who cares? Well, I was also watching this when it was actually on TV, so I didn't have a choice. Right. You know? Right. Right. Okay. You got some trivia? I do have some trivia for you. So, Brian Thompson, who plays the judge, um, was the vampire luke in the first two episodes of buffy do you remember luke i remember luke yes so same actor cool this episode won an emmy award for outstanding makeup for a series probably for the judge for the judge really probably Mm, okay yeah it was pretty good i guess i mean very blue it's got some horns he's blue dabba dee dabba die dabba dee dabba die uh, in Buffy's dream, Willow speaks to the monkey in French. Mm-hmm. This is a reference back to her conversation with Oz near the end of What's My Line Part 2. Oh, the animal crackers. Yes, in which yes. he talks about the monkey being the only animal cracker that has pants. And he says that he's like, you know, what if the hippo's like, where are my pants? Right. I have my I hippo bet dignity. nobody put this together when they watched this originally. Um, I did. You did? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I didn't know what she was saying, but she had a monkey that didn't have pants and she was talking to it. I was like, oh, I wonder if this is I mean, most monkeys to... don't have pants. It's not like, it's no, but very he was... unique for a monkey not to have pants. <laughs> no, but he was it's one of those- It's a monkey without pants. Can you believe it? <laughs> but he was one of those, um, what do you call them? The monkeys that, that like, there's like a certain name for this type of monkey that yeah. is like, you know- they'll like play music or whatever or like some like another guy plays music and the monkey like dances and like okay you know clangs the things and they have like a little hat they always have a little hat a little suit jacket and little right. pants so yeah. this this monkey had a little hat he had a suit jacket and he had no pants his okay. pants were missing yeah so the idea of willow talking to a monkey wearing clothes like that to me just connects to that conversation. And I, I think it's really funny because, you know, like when we have dreams, like you were saying, like things all kinds of sense. all yeah. things don't make sense. There's just all kinds of random stuff in there. So it's funny to me that to like some things. Yeah. But it's yeah. funny to me that like in this dream sequence, you know, Buffy is remembering the weird conversation that Willow told her that she and Oz had. Oh, yeah. And so she's picturing Willow at a table talking to a monkey about his pants <laughs> and speaking French. You know, right. like, I just Very found random. that really funny. So, okay. yeah, that's a uh, that's surprise. 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 What surprise. an episode. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Is it time to get into Lost? Yeah. You have any more thoughts on Surprise? No, I thought it was uh, not surprising. It felt oh. like kind of the same old, same old to me, oh. you know? Okay. The one thing I did like about it is Oz finding out uh, 
you know, about the reality of the situation. Yeah. And the vamps and all that. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like the arm thing. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Angel shirt off. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think of the ending? What did I think about it? Yeah. Like when he runs out into the rain? Yeah. I don't all know. that I stuff. Like, I was like, I don't know. It seems like he's in pain. Some part of his part of his curse or something, you know? Could be mm-hmm. something like that. Like, can't be making it with normal folk. Yeah. Guess you'll have to make a prediction on that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to can't wrap my head around it. Can't wait to hear your it. prediction. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's get into Lost. Let's get into Lost. All right, so this is Lost Season 1, Episode 22. I'm feeling 22. And this one's titled Born to Run. The original air date. Born to Run. (laughs) Right. So musical. So musical. Original air date was May 18th, 2005. This one's written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz and directed by Tucker Gates. So what do you got for predictions? All right. So I said that the backstory would be Kate. Nailed it. I said this is long, long, long term prediction, but mm-hmm. I did say it last episode. So I'm going to say it here. That okay. Locke is going to survive until the end of the show. Yeah, that's Okay. I also said um, a few episodes ago that Saeed is going to try to find the radio tower in the next two episodes, Mm -hmm. which doesn't really happen. I mean, he does try to get lost or lost. He does try to get lost. He tries to get Locke to tell him about the hatch, but that doesn't really relate to the radio tower. Right. So that prediction is bunk now. Okay. That's it. It's now bunker. Yeah. Okay, so we start on a shot of a cornfield, and the camera cranes down to a convertible car, which a blonde lady is driving. She gets out of the car, she opens the trunk, revealing a bunch of different states' license plates, and she takes out some plates, and she starts switching them with the ones that are already on the car. And then we see, like, a dad and two kids, they leave this motel that she parked close by to, And this woman goes into the same motel room and puts the do not disturb sign on the door handle. Yeah. And nobody, there's also like a maid that walks by. Mm -hmm. Nobody notices this woman switching out the plates. And I'm like, hello. (laughs) I'd be like, this is some suspicious, suspicious. (laughs) Exactly. My thought. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I think a lot of people got blinders on, you know, you're not really paying attention. You're just kind of doing your own thing. I would be like, um, hello, ma'am. Excuse me. (laughs) You're being a suspicious activities. Yeah, you're you're very nosy. Shut up, everybody's business. Oh boy. No, I wouldn't have said anything, but I would like. I'm just thinking, if I was with Dave, I would have been like, um, what's going on over there? Yeah, this is suspicious. Suspicious. If you see something, say something. Right, but nobody says anything. Yeah. So this woman goes into a motel room. Uh huh. Okay, and she puts uh, some dark hair dye on her blonde hair. And then she showers, and it's revealed to be this blonde lady is Kate. Mm, I did and, not see that coming at all. 
No, no you I didn't? didn't. I knew it was Kate from the very beginning. Right away? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was also like, this blonde wig is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. And now, she must have dyed it back to her natural color because uh-huh. it would be very grown out by now. Yes. Yes. Also thought that. I thought this whole opening had uh, a lot of psycho vibes. Oh, yeah. Very I agree. Very psycho-like. The, yes. the motel and the, she even does like a blonde hair thing in yeah. Psycho. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I definitely got that too. So then Plus Kate there's enters, a shower scene. Shower scene, yep. Mm-hmm. And then they even do the drain shot. Yeah, and then she's word. like, ah! <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, none of that happens. And then the old lady from next door comes in and is like, read, read, read! <laughs> no, that didn't happen. Yeah, it's So fun. Kate enters the hotel lobby and she asks the uh, guy at the front for a letter for Joan Hart. And Kate sits in her car and she reads the letter and she cries. The camera starts to tilt up and it dissolves into Kate playing with the toy plane on the beach. She's like, meow, meow. <laughs> no, she didn't make any sound effects, but she was kind of, you know, moving around a little bit. Yeah, which yeah. is a very childish thing to do. <laughs> uh, Charlie arrives and he's playing his guitar crossover. Mm-hmm. And he talks to Kate about when he comes back in the raft, he'll make a huge comeback as well as everyone else will be sort of famous for being lost and marooned on this island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so De- Yeah, he's De- like, are you kidding me? The bassist for uh, drive, drive shaft, shaft dying and coming back to life or something yeah, like that. <laughs> I know. I'd he's be like, We're gonna, I'm going to go though. platinum. That's what he said. <laughs> I'm going to go platinum. Yeah, yeah, he totally would. So down the beach... A bunch of the guys are working on the raft, which is coming along very nicely. It's yes. looking great, this raft. Very oh, yeah. profesh. Mm-hmm. And a new character, we that find out his name got is. Craft. Right. A new character, we find <laughs> out his name is Arzt. A R Z T. Did we find out his name? I don't know. It's at least in, uh, you know, the uh, things that subtitles. I'm reading and also the subtitles, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Because I Arzt. just wrote. Who the hell is this rando? <laughs> it's Arts, man. Dr. Arts. Arts. <laughs> I've never met an Arts in my life. Me you know? neither. Yeah. But he's telling the group that monsoon season is coming, meaning winds will change southwards towards Antarctica. As the raft needs to head north to reach shipping lanes for a chance of rescue, he says the raft must leave immediately, meaning yesterday is what he says, to yeah, avoid he's nature got a flag. turning against them. He's got a makeshift flag. Showing yeah. the wind. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, buddy, everybody knows which way the wind is blowing, <laughs> yeah. okay? Gather Calm around down. to Art's uh, weather class here. <laughs> Let me teach a few things. And they do kind of give him a hard time. Yeah. Um, but he He's says, like, no speaking while Art's is teaching. <laughs> <laughs> He's a, what did they say he is? Like a science teacher or something? Oh, I have no idea. I think, they, I think he it. was like a middle school... Or high school science teacher. Makes sense. That's what they said. So then we cut to Kate and Michael. They're running along the beach as Kate peppers him with questions. Uh, Michael is trying to hurry up and get the raft finished. And Kate tells him that she's coming with him. Yeah. I was like, you ain't going on that. You ain't going on that raft, Kate. Come on. Slow your roll, Kate. Okay. And then we get the lost title. After the title, Michael tells Kate that the raft is full with four people. And she mentions that Sawyer's on board. She says, he doesn't even know how to sail. And Michael says, and you do? She says, I spent two summers crewing J-boats. I know my way around a sailboat. And he says, yeah, well, maybe so. But deal's a deal. I'm sorry. 
She says, you're bringing Walt too? I'm just saying it's dangerous. And Michael says, I decide what's best for my boy. And right now, what's best for him is to get the hell off this island. The raft's full. Then we flash back to Kate walking through the halls of a hospital with flowers. And she tells a nurse that she has a delivery for a Diane Jansen. And the nurse says... Pretty close to my name. I know. I was like, Jansen? Jensen? Something there? Something there. Something there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She says that uh, she came up from the ICU. This is the nurse talking. And she's in room 208. It's right around the corner. And then as she rounds the corner, she sees an officer of the law sitting guard of this room. Not just an officer. An officer of the law. Of the law. And he's guarding what? The room. I can't. She's guarding the room. (laughs) Let's get it over with. Why is all the rum gone? (laughs) I don't know. He closed his eyes. (laughs) So she puts the flowers in front of her face as she passes him in the hallway. Very sneaky sneak. Very sneaky sneaky. Just keeps on a walking. And then a doctor is walking to his car in the parking garage. And this guy is surprised to see Kate, who is sitting in the back of his car like a little creepo. And I was like, oh, Kate got a thing for doctors? Yeah. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> I got nothing to add to that. <laughs> so Tom says, oh, Katie, what are you doing here? It's like, Katie? Hmm. And then That's Kate, Kate or Katie says, Diane's dying of cancer. I thought I owed it to come see her. And he says, I heard. I'm sorry. She said, yeah, me too. Tom says, so any particular reason why you're hanging out in the back of my car? She says, I need your help. Back on the island, Jin works on the raft and son approaches him asking to talk with him. She asks if he's going on the raft, and he says, yes, I'm going. Now, this is, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, though, this yeah. is like the first time that we can see what they're saying to each other in Korean. No. No? No. We've gotten subtitles for their what they're saying a whole okay, bunch Okay, I don't know why I thought that. Yeah, I don't know why either. It's a bunch Sometimes of malarkey. Sometimes they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't stand for this malarkey <laughs> yeah. in my house. I don't stand for this malarkey on the podcast, Sammy. Sorry. You want a little gravy with that, Pat? Yeah, I do. All right. Just makes, just makes it just feel like you're 18 that. again. I don't know why I said that. I feel very stupid. I feel what? very stupid now. Yeah, that's okay. I'm just going to be quiet for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> no, I need you. I need you to fill in yeah, a lot you of do. holes here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we cut to Saeed and Jack in the jungle. And Jack says, <laughs> You want to tell me where we're going, Saeed? And Saeed says, It's better that you see it for yourself. And Jack says, No. I'm not so sure that it is. Tell me why you brought me out here. I'm going to turn around and then Yeah, walk. and I'm like, turn around, Jack. Come on. Yeah, where are you going to go? You're going to go <laughs> in gonna... circles, pal? Come on, You're going to do a buddy. figure eight on the island again? <laughs> so yeah, stupid. I'd like to see you that. can't get anywhere, Jack. Come on. Why don't you try tracking, Jack? Get a compass, track? Jack. Yeah, you want to get that little backpack, and hopefully it's got enough juicy juice in it to keep you alive. <laughs> like you do circles on the island. Mr. Jack can't track. He's like, stop making fun of me. I'm going to run away. I'm like, okay, good luck. I'm a doctor. <laughs> yeah, Jack wouldn't be able to handle our razzmatazz. No. <laughs> uh, so then Locke appears out of nowhere and he says, he brought you out here because I asked him to. I asked him not to tell you. I wanted you to have an open mind. And Jack you says, do oh, a really good Locke. Thank you. You're welcome. Jack says, <laughs> open mind about what and then Locke motions for jack open to mind him. not open mouth yeah and he's like okay <laughs> he closes his mouth <laughs> Locke motions for jack to follow him and they walk to reveal the hatch oh 
oh my god i love the hatch get so excited when i'm around the hatch just wow yeah i got a real hatch fetish you know Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh so jack says my god for that but i don't have anything he says what is this thing and Locke says exactly well i guess it's time we talked about this so then we cut to Michael you dragging some wreckage. You feel really attached to the hatch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the best I can do for now. Well, you might want to work on a new batch of jokes to go with the hatch. Anyways, cut to Michael dragging <laughs> some wreckage, and Sawyer starts badgering him, tattling on Jin, who is packing salted fish. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael gets annoyed with Sawyer. He says, yeah, maybe well, Sawyer. Yeah, well, because Sawyer's like, what, we can't catch fish on the raft? <laughs> right, yeah. But it's like, dude, you got to bring supplies. Yeah, what you do you can't think is going to happen? Sail out Sawyer. to the middle of the ocean and be like, well, we'll just get our food now. It's like, bring some salted fish. Come on, dude. What, what is, Come on, dude. What's wrong with having extra food? Yeah. You're Sawyer's on this always... island where food is already scarce. Yeah, scarce. Come on. Come get on. It together, Sawyer. Yeah, bring some, bring some food. He says maybe Sawyer isn't the right man to come with them, considering he knows virtually nothing about sailing or survival at sea. And then Sawyer ambushes Kate. And we see Kate burning a photo of a passport. And Sawyer enters all mad. And Sawyer says, what the hell do you think you're doing? And he says, oh, don't give me that all golly eyes. Michael just told me you were jockeying for my spot on the raft. And Kate says, I was just asking some questions. He must have misunderstood me. And Sawyer says, yeah, just like I know why you wanted that Halliburton case so bad. The one that belonged to the U.S. Marshal who was flying with us, you are his prisoner. And then the scene ends with Kate saying, Hey, Sawyer, I want your spot. I'll get your spot. No, she says, I want your spot. I'll get your spot. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's what I said. (laughs) Yeah, but I said it better. I didn't have the right intonation. Yeah. Yeah, I got to work on my Kate. Got the lockdown, not the Kate. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Lockdown. Mm, There's something there. (laughs) Uh, Michael and Walt talk about leaving the island on the raft and refinding the island might be hard but there's no guarantees then Michael begins to wince in pain and he begins to keel over grabbing his stomach as he tells Walt to go find Jack that's what everybody does as soon as they feel anything they're like go find Jack I mean he's the doctor that's what you do that's what I would say or I I would say get me son (laughs) get me son yeah Son or Jack. I mean, son's like the NP around here. Yeah. You know, the RN of the island. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The so, witch doctor. Witch doctor, perhaps. Walt finds Kate and Jin and tells them about Michael and that they need to find Jack. Kate runs off looking and screaming for Jack. Cut to Jack, Sawyer, and Locke talking by the hatch. And I was like, new Bad Boys Club, perhaps? Mm. Oh. Now that Boone's gone, there's some room for uh, new bad members. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when Locke comes for you? Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna yep. do? What you gonna do? Open the hatch. We're gonna throw some knives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, we need some more knife throwing action. Yeah, definitely. Jack's gotta learn a few things. First, he should learn something about tracking he and also throw in some knives. Yeah, learn yeah. about tracking. Because otherwise, someone's always gotta retrieve him. Mm-hmm. from yeah. wherever if he's going with one if he's going with from bad boys to another yeah. group he's got to be retrieved i would just put a bell on him like a cat yeah so i know where he is at all times <laughs> you just hear him running in circles ding 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 he's over there here, jack <laughs> yeah and you just wait for him to come back around it's okay he'll be here, here in about oh, 10 minutes 
Oh, oh boy. Boy. Yeah, she's looking for Jack. We we cut to the Bad Boys Club. Jack wants to open the hatch, of course, and Saeed wants to bury it, saying maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't never wasn't never. Maybe it was never meant to op- be opened in the uh, Maybe it was outside. never meant to be opened from the outside. <laughs> Thank you. You're I welcome. have all those words. I just couldn't put it together, you know. But before that, mm-hmm. Jack and Locke have a little tete-a-tete because uh-huh. Locke is, I forget what Jack says to Locke, but then Locke says, I'll do respect, Jack, but when did I report to you? Oh, right. How yeah. long did you have that case of guns before you told the rest of us? Yeah. So they're challenging mm-hmm. each other a little bit here. A little bit. Yeah. And I who's, like it. Who, who's the king of the bad boys club? You know, Locke, obviously. Jack? Oh, it's definitely Locke. Oh, come on. Yeah, come on. Please. We came down to a fight. Uncle Locke Locke's taking him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jack's got the passion, but Locke's got the skill. Jack's too crazy. He's right. too- Too much passion. Too frenzied. Too frantic. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. I mean, all Locke would have to do is run into the jungle and he'd win. Yeah, because Jack would get lost. Yes. Next scene, Kate finds the three walking through the woods, and Kate tells Jack about Michael- Jack arrives at the beach and checks out Michael, who's in pain. Jack asks him questions about what he's eaten and drank, and Michael is concerned about leaving on the raft the next day. Yeah, so he mysteriously gets ill right when they decide that they're going to leave on the raft the next day. Hmm. Mm. Seems sort of deliberate, don't you think? Does seem deliberate. Hmm. Quite. Quite interesting. Maybe ate some... Illiberate? Dill, what? I was trying to do something with ill. It didn't really work. Flashback to Kate talking with Tom in his house. He calls her Katie again. And she asks him. He kind of looks like PETA. He kind of looks like Josh Hutcherson. He does. He does look like I feel like we said that about somebody else at some point. Somebody else looked like PETA. But this guy looks like PETA. Mm -hmm. Maybe you just really like PETA. Maybe I'm a huge PETA fan. I'm Team PETA. Yeah. You know? She asks him if uh, he thinks it's still there, and he seems reluctant, saying, it's in the middle of the night, Kate. In the middle of the night, <laughs> I, I go, go driving to a tree, car. we go digging up a box, and, and there's what... cows nearby, and the fog rolls in, and there's a beautiful tree. Did I already say that? Anyways, they drive out to a foggy <laughs> tree at night. Kate foggy counts out tree a at night. foggy tree. It reminds me of the tree from Six Feet Under. Yeah. What the fog are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) And I said at this point, I was like, I was like, I bet it's going to be a box of childhood treasures. Really? You knew that? I did. I was like, I I think it's going to be a treasure chest. I think it's going to be dead man's bones. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's going to be their old mummified cat from when they were kids. (laughs) I think it's going to be the mum. I think it's going to be Kate's wig. I think it's going to be an old Snickers wrapper from the first Snickers that they ate from long ago. I don't know why. Just good memory. I think it's going to be Tector. I think they think it's going to be something like a rock or something, but when they dig it up, it's just a tree root because it's a big tree. I think it's going to be all that money from that movie with the prison that I can't remember the name of. You think it's going to be from Shawshank Redemption? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great movie. 
<laughs> Anywho. I hope I'll get to see my friend again. So Kate counts out her steps and they begin to dig into the <laughs> ground with shovels. And then we cut to Locke and Jack walking on the beach and talk about what could be ailing Michael. And Jack thinks it wasn't the water. It was something in the water. <gasps> As he shows Locke a water bottle with some residue that looks like it's like some chalky residue in the bottom of the bottle. Mm. Locky chalky. Locky chalky. Very, very suspect, mm. you know? So Jack checks on Michael, who says his cramps are calming down as long as he doesn't move too much. And Michael asks him and Locke, he's, Michael asks him if him and Locke, Jack and Locke, have kissed and made up, and then he says, good. Michael says it was Sawyer who poisoned him, and he seems convinced about that. Jack talks with Locke and Hurley, saying he thinks it was Sawyer. And Hurley says, oh, because of Kate? And Jack says, Kate? Hurley says, yeah, I guess she wants on the raft. So Sawyer went off on Michael because, you know, he gets to decide who goes. Hey, you don't think Kate did it, do you? And Locke says, why would Kate poison Michael? And then Hurley says, well, you know, the whole fugitive thing. Leaky bucket Hurley. Leaky bucket Hurley. Now we know why he's called Hurley. Why? Because he's just word vomiting everybody's secrets. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps. That's a good prediction. So Locke asks Jack if the others know about this, and Jack says, discretion, John. Charlie plays his guitar. that's something that Jack said to Locke earlier. So oh. they're, like, competing to be moral compass of this island. Right. They, they got, like, fun. different. They, this is good. This good is stuff. good <laughs> stuff. Good Jack and Locke duh, drama, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jack, who's going to be the Locke king of the Locke island? <laughs> So Charlie plays his guitar with Claire, who's cutting his hair. Yeah, yeah. so nice. So nice. Here comes the Sammy squeaks. <laughs> and the baby sleeps in the crib next to them. Yo. Listening to a recording of Sawyer's voice. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Charlie is excited about writing his music again, and he starts to work on his new single, track number two, Monster Eats the Pilot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's got a bunch of new songs from his time on the island. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of new ideas. I mean, that's where the best stuff comes from. Yeah. You know? So Jack approaches Kate in the caves, and he asks if she's poisoned Michael. And Kate says, do you really think I'm capable of that? And Jack says, I don't know what you're capable of. I don't know what you're kate bubble of. Ah, that's good. How did I not see that? I don't know. Yeah, so stupid, so stupid. Oh, boy, uh, we gotta <laughs> take it easy on ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Flashback to Kate and Tom digging with the shovels, and they share some beers together. Yeah, like, some brewskis. What kind of doctor are you, pal? Brewski time. Brewskis while you're driving. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and boy, your kids are at guy. home sleeping. What's going on here? Yeah. So, anyways, he says it's not fair. You coming back here, home? Kate says, I know. I know. Kate hits something solid in the ground with her shovel, and she picks out an old rusty metal lunchbox, and she smiles, opens it, revealing a red hat, the plane, the little toy plane, a cassette tape labeled Kate and Tom 1989. She begins to play the tape's audio in the car as they can hear themselves as little kids saying, So I was right about it being... A treasure, a uh, childhood old box of childhood treasures, keepsakes. and Dave was yeah. like, once I said that, Dave was like, "Oh yeah, I bet the plane will be in it." Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and there and it was. was, and there it was, 
And so it's uh, Kate Austin and Tom Brennan, and they say this is our dedication for a time capsule. And then um, they talk about putting the plane in there. She says, how do you know we'll be together? And he says, young, young Tom says, because we'll be married and you'll be a mom and we'll have like nine kids. And young Kate says, I don't think so. As soon as I get my license, we should get in a car and drive, you know, run away. And then young Tom says, you always want to run away, Kate. Young Kate says, yeah, and you know why. And then the tape clicks off. And then yeah. Tom in the car says, funny how things turn out, huh? And then they turn and they make out smoochies in the car. They only have a little smoochies. Yeah, but they're still smoochies. Yeah. So Crossover. This... <laughs> Crossover. <laughs> this yep. definitely felt like home issues to me. Home issues? Yeah, like Kate had issues at home and that's why she always wants to run. Right. Which made me think of some kind of Forrest parental Gump. abuse issues. What? I'm like a bird. I want to fly far, far away from here. Forrest Gump, Jenna. I'm like a bird. I hate that song so much. Really? Yeah. Mm, kind of like it. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Tom's, Tom starts the car. Kate apologizes. And Tom says, we better get to the hospital. And they drive off away from the foggy tree. Cut to Locke, smoothing some salve on his boo-boo leg. And Walt shows up <laughs> telling Locke that he didn't do it. He overheard Jack, and he didn't make his dad sick. And Locke says, you think because I know you burned the first raft that I'd think that you made your dad sick? And then Walt nods, and he says, we're friends, Walt. I didn't tell you before, and I'm not going to tell on you now. And he puts his hand on Walt's wrist, which I was like, oh, I'm a little too close there, Lockie. Okay? Mm, yeah, Back maybe. Off. But I feel like it's been long enough. and uh, I don't know. Still strange man. Yeah. Two months, two months in, still, you know, I wouldn't yeah. grab another kid's wrist. That's true. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. But they so, had to for the story because. Uh, I guess. He says, and I know you would never do anything to hurt your dad. And then Walt looks down at Locke's hands and he pulls his arm away. And Locke says, what's the matter? And Walt says, don't open it. Locke says, what'd you say? He says, don't open it, Mr. Locke. Don't open that thing. And Locke's like, what? What thing? He says, just don't open it. And he scampers off. Leaving a bewildered lock. Yeah, so Walt can see things when he see? makes contact with people. Yeah, he's special. He's special. Well, I mean, like we knew that he could see things and sort of mm -hmm. bring things into being, but this is maybe this is new. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's it's a whole lot of specialness going on with this kid. Something's up, you know. Yeah. So Sawyer approaches Michael on the beach, who tosses him some Pepto. And Michael asks if he's feeling guilty, and they they tells him they tells him that he knows what that they Sawyer, tells him, Pat. What they tells him that uh, he knows that Sawyer poisoned him and that he's off the raft. And Sawyer says, "You ain't done with me by a damn sight. You said you needed four. And Michael you said, "You off I the got raft." Four. Yeah, Michael said, "I got four. You've been stealing stuff off dead bodies, keeping to yourself, using it to buy favors. You're a liar and a criminal. I'm not letting you near my boy. And Sawyer says, oh, I'm a criminal, huh? I poison you because I'm a criminal? And they tussle, and Sawyer turns his attention to Kate, calling her sweet cheeks. <laughs> and he grabs her backpack, and he dumps it out in a fit of rage, and he finds a passport of one Joanna, who's another survivor, and he shows it to all the group. Well, Joanna was says, the girl who died. Right. Oh, she so the girl in the waves? she's not a survivor anymore. Oh, right. She, well, she was a survivor. And then she wasn't. And then 
Was she the one who died in the water? Yes. Okay. So Sawyer says, you all remember Joanna, don't you? Huh? The woman who drowned? Oh, there you go. That's the woman <laughs> in the water. <laughs> <laughs> What's if that I now, I should have just read ahead a little bit, you know? That's why we take notes. Okay. Uh-huh. So he hands the passport to Michael. <laughs> Could it be she'd just do about anything to get on the raft? So she'd just get herself rescued, run off with a new identity before half the reporters in the world descend on this damn island. She might even poison the captain himself. And Kate says, shut up. And then he says, she don't care about nothing or nobody but herself. Then we flash back to the hospital. Tom wheels someone in on a gurney, a woman, and he motions for Kate to come in. And it's sort of like a- Hold on, before I was like, oh, Kate's going to have to come clean pretty soon. Her mystery- is history flashback to the hospital tom wheels someone in on a gurney and it's a woman and he motions for kate to come in after he leaves and the camera reveals a very sick diane kate approaches her and says hi mom can you hear me mom and diane opens her eyes so she's, she's very... been calling her diane diane yeah so i'm but thinking now she says mom does kate have mommy issues <gasps> Finally, we get some mommy issues. About yeah, time. Yeah, about fucking time. About Jeez. fucking time. And I have some I more thoughts on this, but keep going. Okay. So Diane opens her eyes. She says, Mom. And she Kate starts to cry. And she says, it's me, Katie. And then Diane says, Catherine? And Kate says, it's me, Catherine. I'm so sorry for everything that I've put you through. And she's crying even harder. And Diane starts crying and then starts screaming, help, somebody help me. Well, first she's like, help, 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 help. Because, you know, she's dying. So she <laughs> oh, right. did, she's not yeah. just full out belting. Right. No, no. <clears throat> it's kind of a sickly help, call for help. Yeah. So this, well, I'll wait. You're going to wait? Well, this, this whole scene goes on, keeps going yeah. on. So this scene rockets so. us into a... a pretty action-packed scene where yeah. kate starts to run off Whoa! as hold on so okay. i'm let me say the thing i'm gonna say all right say you it rocket us yeah i'm gonna rocket <clears throat> you so good. this makes me think that there was some abuse again going on okay. in kate's home growing up but all right. i don't think it was her dad because okay. and you can correct me if i'm wrong please do the only time know? that she talked about her dad was to mention how he taught her to track. Right. And how being in the woods was like a religion to him, mm-hmm. which to me doesn't feel like an abusive father thing. And we okay. don't know exactly the context that it was done other, under, but like, you know, I, I've gone like hiking with my dad and like camping and stuff like that. And I just feel like that's a that's a caring father thing. That's <laughs> okay. not an abuse Unless, unless like, uh, you know, your dad's homeless and he, you're just along for the ride and you have to camp out, you know? That's, that's true. That's a scenario I can imagine. That is true. Yeah. Um, but playing devil's advocate. I know? don't think that that was the situation here because then I don't <laughs> no, think I don't he think would so call the, the woods his religion. Right. Um, it's true. So... I could be way wrong, but like I said, it's hard for me to imagine a guy who cares enough to teach his daughter like wilderness survival skills mm-hmm. that he would also abuse her in some way. Okay. Um. So my theory is that maybe her parents were divorced mm-hmm. and she had an abusive stepdad, stepdad that she either like severely hurt or killed, probably killed in front of her mother. Hmm. I just want there to be one good dad 
in this fucking show. Okay? Yeah. Well, there is. There's uh, Jin's dad. Very good dad. Jin's dad is the best dad. Yeah. See? Good dad. But I'd, okay, I'd like there to be another good good dad. Two good dads. (laughs) Is that too much to ask? I mean, speaking as someone who's raised by a single father, I just want there to be some dad love, okay? Okay. We got Michael. He's working on it. Yeah. All right? That's my dad's name, so that's cool. Okay. But can we hate on some moms, please? Sure. Spread the love. Not all moms are great, okay? Spread the hate. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't want to really want to spread hate, but you know. Yeah, but you just want more mom hate in the in the show. <laughs> I guess. I yeah. Yeah, okay. I guess spread it a little bit. Right. But you know, Jack's yeah. mom was clearly not. I kind of like your call for more dad love than more mom hate. You yeah, know? I'd like some more dad <laughs> love. Yeah, let's I stick just, with that. I just want it to not be like every dad is terrible. Which automatically means that every mom is great, I guess. Exactly. But like right. Jack's got a terrible dad and his mom's not so great either because she was yeah. like, you know, unwilling to face the fact that her husband was a fuck up okay. and wanting to put it all on Jack. So that's how I'm feeling about this situation. It may translate gotcha. into a prediction. Okay. But yeah. Very good. That's how, that's what I just wanted to say. All right. You ready for some action? Yeah. You don't have anything to say about this? I said a bunch of stuff, right? Okay. (laughs) You don't have to. I'm just... (laughs) Yep, I'm ready to move on then. Uh, Okay. So Kate starts to run off as others come to investigate people's, you know, like security guards and whatnot. Some other nurse orderlies, if I may. Yeah, orderlies. Yeah. (laughs) Orderlies. They want to keep things orderly. Yeah. Receptionists, you know, Mm -hmm. front, front, yeah, janitors. Everybody's swarming. Yeah. Yeah. The electrician who's there working on the power lines. He yeah. comes running in. Guy from yeah, New sanitation. Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Contractors. Yeah. They all come scampering in <laughs> to see what, what what's all the what's all the hubbub. kerfuffle. Yeah, what's all, oh, what's all the hubbub. Like that. Yep. I so, won't stand for this malarkey in my hospital. <laughs> Ted's there for some reason. He's like, zzz, zzz, gravy. Yeah. <laughs> Security guard shows up and he tries calling for backup with a walkie-talkie and blam, she takes him out with it. He yeah. grabs a, she grabs a hold of his walkie-talkie and slams him with it. Kablamo. Kablamo. Tom sees her, and they run off to the parking garage where Kate takes the wheel of his car, and she drives like a crazy woman trying to get out of the uh, parking garage as a police cruiser comes flying in, blocking the entrance of the parking garage with the gun drawn. And she stops the car, and then she yells at Tom to get out, and he refuses to get out. Yeah, because she, she's like, I'm going. And he's yeah, like, I'm going. He's like, look, well, you can talk to the police. You can read, yeah. like, they'll reason with you or something. He says something like that. Right. And he refuses to get out. Down. And then she floors it. And the officer begins firing his weapon at the car. And she blasts through the blocked cruiser and then crashes the car. And then she sees that Tom is dead. Mm. Yeah. And she begins to cry. But then exits the car and takes off running. So I think so, Tom gets shot by the, the officer. Yeah. And yeah. she had said in the past, I guess I probably should have said this prediction that I had yeah. too. Um, I had thought that Kate killed some killed a man, but he probably deserved it. Okay. And then she does confess when, when she and Sawyer are playing Never Have I Ever. Mm-hmm. Um, she says they both drank because they killed a man. Right. So I was like, okay, this is the man that she killed, but I was wrong about him deserving it. But then I was like, 
No, I think she killed someone else too. Oh, okay. Because like she could say like I killed Tom, you know, like right. he's dead because of like me. She like takes I, responsibility I, yeah, for she his takes death. responsibility for it. But yeah. I think there's another. I think there's another skeleton in her closet. Ooh, skeleton in the closet, eh? Yes. Back on the island, Sawyer asks Kate, amongst others, on the beach. Sawyer asks, you want to tell us why you need to run so bad? You want to tell us the truth? Then Kate says, yes, I was on the plane with the marshal. Yes, I was wanted and caught and being transported back. No matter what I say about what happened, about what I supposedly did, I'm going to jail. And then she turns to Michael and she says, but I didn't poison you. And Michael hands the passport to Sawyer and everybody is stunned and they leave Kate standing all alone on the beach and Kate drops to her knees in the sand and sees the toy plane in the sand. She picks it up. She's like, meow, meow. <laughs> no, she didn't do that. No. But she, she looked at it at least, you know? Yeah. And then Sun watches from afar as a group of men, including Jin, continue to build the raft and Jack asks her, you don't want him to go, do you? Sun says, no. And Jack says, is that why you tried to make him sick? Uh, he says, Michael and Jin working together all the time. Pretty easy for them to get their water bottles mixed up. And Sun says, I didn't want him to die out there. I just didn't know what to do. And she starts to cry. She says, I only, I only use enough to make him. I wasn't trying to hurt him. Are you going to tell the others? And Jack says, I don't see any reason they need to know. But Sun, he's going. If I were you, I'd say goodbye. And Jack walks off with his Jack Pack on. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Pack. His little but Jack you know pack. what? The mm-hmm. thing is, like, well, first of all, I was like, oh, I should have seen this coming because, like, what's what would be the point in in trying to kill or make Michael sick? He's the one who yeah. built it. Like, why would right. why would you want to get rid of him? Right. Because if anything goes wrong, he's going to be the one to fix it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it doesn't make sense. So I was like, oh, I probably should have seen this coming. But it was kind like, of out of left field. Yeah. Um, well, I just meant like, I should have seen it coming that it wasn't actually intended for Michael. Oh, I think that's a hard thing to see coming. Yeah, I guess. But now everyone is still going to think that Kate did it. (laughs) Perhaps. So I'm like, if she doesn't come clean, like, (laughs) you know, but then I was like, it's probably more important to keep son's reputation clean if she's going to be helping out in the urchin care. Right, she's got to keep her profile clean. Yeah. You know, she doesn't want to get a bad rating. Yeah. So at night, Kate pokes out a fire and Sawyer approaches her saying, he's back on the raft and that Michael and them plan to sail off tomorrow. Kate says, are you here to say sorry, Sawyer? And Sawyer says, nah, sorry don't suit me. You cornered me, Freckles. I did what I had to do. And she says, I cornered you. And he says, you said if you wanted my spot, you're going to take it. I guess I believed you. Well, that's that. I got some packing to do. And Kate says, why is it so important for you to be on that raft? And Sawyer says, (laughs) because there ain't anything on this island worth staying for. Oof. Oof. I mean, like, okay, that, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that either because I was like, what's going on here? Like, they're trying to make it like, yeah, they're trying to make it like so dramatic. And I'm like, they had a couple of moments, but- Right. You know. they, they don't have a deep they don't have a deep relationship at this point. They've had some flirty moments. Yeah. So like it's too coy. Neither of point. them can be upset about it that much. I don't know. Yeah. I was just like, come on, lost. I was yeah. yeah, I was not I don't know. Yeah. I I agree with you. Just 
felt like they neither one of them could have been that upset over it. Yep. So he walks off. Walt runs up to Michael, who is still sitting by the tree, and Walt says, feeling better? Michael says, uh, yep, I'm going to be all right. Don't worry about me. I'm going to be on my feet soon. We'll be sailing home before you can even. And then Walt says, I'm the one that burned the raft. I didn't want to leave, and I thought I could stop you. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, Dad. And Michael takes it really well. He does. Yeah, he's like, ah, oh, hey, it's okay, man. We can we can stay here, you and me. We don't have to go. And then Walt says, yes, we do. And then yeah. the music Because turns. they don't open that fucking hatch. <laughs> he doesn't want to be here for that. Music turns very ominous after yeah. he says that. And then we cut to Kate and Son at night, and Son says, Jack knows. I didn't tell him it was your idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Son says, why should you be punished? You were only trying to help me. He said he wouldn't tell the others. And Kate says, yeah, Jack's good at keeping secrets. Mm, and then but... Son says, when I was a little girl, I believed that once I found the man I loved, I would be happy forever. And Kate says, yeah, me too. And we cut to Lost Title. But yeah, Kate was not just trying to help Son. She was trying to get herself on that raft. So she, she had was. some ulterior motives. Yeah. yeah. She wanted on that raft and off dat island. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. So that's the episode. You want some trivia? Yeah, I do. All right. So <laughs> let's see here. So first, the lunchbox that they dig up. Did you notice what kind of lunchbox it was? A tin one. It's a tin one, but... More importantly, it's a new kids on the block lunchbox. What? Yeah. That's hilarious. I did not mm-hmm. notice that. Yeah. I think it's hard to make out. So, in a Did apparent... you notice that or you Nope, only absolutely noticed... not. Okay. Just read it in the trivia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an apparent continuity error arises when Artst, Artst's oh my claim God, this guy. in this episode that they were on the cusp of monsoon season despite the absence of continuous torrential rain in the season what this trivia may or may not have spoilers Don't so tell i'm me going then. to move along mm-hmm. because it does go into something kind of cool but i will skip that portion because i Thank am not you. a leaky bucket you're Thank welcome you I stopped myself just I wish you had decided to read that before putting it on the podcast. See, I read most of it, Uh and I just missed that one little section in the middle there. Mm. It's no big whoop. Mm. Even if I said it, it's no big whoop. This is Boone's only backstory. Okay, that was a big whoop. That was a really big whoop. Small whoop, okay? All right. I just want to remind you that I never fucked up and told you that Angel was a vampire. Okay. Okay. All right. I never revealed that Seth Green was in this show. Okay. A couple feathers in your cap. Mm-hmm. To, but don't worry, that leaky bucket is gonna it's gonna puncture some holes one day, <laughs> and the water gonna be flowing. Okay. And hey. guess what? Daddy thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Gross. The voice message played by Kate and Tom was recorded on August 15th, 1989, in American date format. That's what? 8-15. 15. 8-15. Is 89 a number too? No. Nope. It doesn't go up that high. <laughs> no. But 8-15 is 
or a and 15 is do they say that do they say august 15th yeah they say august 15th yep inside the lunchbox that they dig up the cap is from you know the the red baseball cap Mm -hmm. yep it was a maga hat is what it was it said make america great again no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it didn't Just kidding. Exist then. <laughs> it was from West Hills Baseball Club, a nonprofit community baseball club in Los Angeles. That's nice. So, yeah, it's nice, huh? <laughs> in this previous in the previous episode, the greater good, Jin's handcuff on his left hand had mysteriously disappeared. But guess what? It's reappeared in this episode. I did notice that it was back because <laughs> we talked too. about that. Yeah, it's back. So a cult, some cultural references here. The first one is to Psycho, which we had already mentioned, the opening scene, an homage to Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, in which a blonde woman on the run drives into a motel. The hair dye draining in the shower references the film's famous shower sequence in which blood goes down the drain. And the film's motel is called The Bates Motel, and the music that plays during the scene is called Kate's Motel. No oh, boy. boy. Wait, the movie was called the no no the the song that was like the, no, but the hotel was called Bates Motel in this yeah. show. It, no, in Psycho. Okay, I thought yeah. you, I thought you were saying that it was called Bates Motel in this show no, too. No, I was no, like, no, that's no. way too on the nose. I would have definitely <laughs> yeah. noticed that. No, no, no. In the movie, the Psycho. Psycho. Yeah, yeah. The Psycho. Have you seen the show Bates Motel? Probably not. No, I heard it's great though. Oh, it's really good. Yeah. Born to Run, which you had already mentioned, mm-hmm. is the uh, episode title. It refers to the famous 1975 album and song by Bruce Springsteen. Baby, song. born to run. The song speaks of a couple who, like Kate and Tom, dream of driving away from their small town. Yeah. Well, I guess Kate says that. Tom doesn't really say that. Sawyer refers to Jin as Sulu at one point in the episode. Do you know what that is a reference to? No. Star Trek. Sulu is a character in Star Trek. Hakaru Sulu is a Japanese character in the original Star Trek series. Daniel Day Kim, funny enough, has played two different Star Trek characters during his career, although neither were related to Sulu. Too funny. Too funny. Sawyer asks Michael if he's going to vote him off the raft. Survivor Survivor was very popular at the time. Mm -hmm. A reality television game show. And in the show, contestants, if you don't know are isolated in a remote location and vote to eliminate one another uh, from the competition. The show's first season took place on an island and players were said to vote one another off the island. And this show actually gave ABC producer Lloyd Braun the original idea for Lost. Oh, and they oh. put the torches out. Yes, when they, they got say, voted off. you're voted off, and then they snuff their torch. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. now been torch snuffed. Torch, torch snuffed. Okay, that's what I got for trivia. Wow. Yeah. Wah, wah, wee, wah. Wah, wah, wee, wah. Good episode. Yeah. Yep. All right, so let's do... Favorite moments. predictions? Favorite favorite moments. moments. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite moment of Buffy? Favorite moment is when Drusilla wigs out at the flowers. (laughs) 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 Yeah, she just loses it, and I just like the vamps' uh, expressions. Reactions, yeah. Yeah, reactions. They're just... Watching, I'm like, I don't know. I liked it. It's a um, good time. What about you? Oz asking Willow out, and of then course. Willow asking Oz out. Yeah, I Definitely should just write these down. Scene. Yeah, I know that they're it. gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite mode of Lost? 
My favorite moment of Lost is Walt freaking out and telling Locke not to open the hatch. Yeah, that was a cool moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you? My favorite moment is the beginning of the episode. That's the homage to Psycho. Good stuff. That Good makes stuff. sense. Great music. Great shots. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. What cool. do you think is going to happen next on Buffy on this to be continued episode? One prediction for Buffy. I kind of like the idea that I don't know why this struck me, but as you were talking about Angel can't fly, I was like, you know what? He's going to grow some wings at some point and he's going to be able to fly. Okay. Okay. That's my prediction. And he's going to he's gonna come full full wing circle. He's going to have wings and he's going to be an angel. And it's going to be this whole majestic thing. And that's why his name is Angel. Okay. Okay. What do you think is going to happen? It's a long term. Okay. <laughs> do you have a shorter term? Like what's going to happen to him, to Buffy, whatever? Like what, what was happening to him at the end of this episode? Sure. My prediction is that because they made it, they made because some whoopee. They, they what? <laughs> they made some whoopee. Okay. Oh no, no, they they just napped. They right. had a They only nap. napped together. Yeah. Because they did that, um I think it did something with the curse and it's gonna hurt Angel and he might be forced to run away at this point, leaving Buffy kinda up No, he's not gonna run away. But he's hurt at some point and perhaps he goes full vamp face and he becomes very aggressive. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then he's no longer the sweet vampire that Angel was. And he's now like regular vampire. Reverse the curse in a way, you know? Demon. Okay. He's redemonized. Okay. okay. There you go. Good. What's your prediction for Lost? I kind of have three, but they're quick. So I'm just going to. What? Do it. You can't <laughs> do three. You got to do two. Backstory Walt. Uh huh. That hash getting opened. Not saying okay. anytime soon, but it's going to get opened. Okay. And this is not the only man that Kate killed. That's what okay. the show wants us to think, but I am not buying it this time. Lost. Not buying it, huh? So None you that play malarkey. your tune on another fiddle. <laughs> yeah, the producers are like, we got her. We're playing well, her like a fiddle. Yeah, you said in the one of the recent episodes, either last episode or the one before, but you were like, this show is playing you like a fiddle. Yep. Not this episode, Pat. Nope. Okay. Not All right. this Putting episode. They that. want us to think. That's what they want us to think. But yep. there's You're not another, buying it. There's another skeleton in Kate's closet. So okay. suck it. Three predictions. <laughs> suck it. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. Cool. Fun. What show wins? For me, it's Buffy. This is kind of a tough one for me. I'll go lost. Okay. I've been giving it to Buffy a lot lately. Okay, but you should have... You should... <laughs> I know each, I'm not each individual episode you should yeah. vote I on. understand I understand mm-hmm. this one had like two or three shots of the hatch so that was really exciting <laughs> plus the psycho plus the psycho thing, thing. yeah yeah I mean I assumed you, you, you were gonna give it to lost anyway you know it's kind of weird I'm starting to get really more into the creature feature episodes unless I'm the big bad yeah lately like I just feel like vampires are just so whatever at this point like give me some robots you know yeah Give well, me some, I mean, uh, technically, they have a monster of the week, the judge. The judge, yeah, kind of, yeah, he's kind of cool. Yeah, but Although, he only shows up in like the last five minutes, you know. Yeah, fully. so we'll get more judge next episode. Is that a prediction? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it can be. I made three. I broke right. the rules. 
Yeah, I don't break the rules, though. I'm a real good rule follower, see? Okay. Yep. feel like that's an easy prediction to make, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's why I won't take it. Okay. I only play hard, you know? Yeah. I don't like to bowl right up the middle. I like to throw a curveball, you know? Have yeah. it go right by the gutter and then have it swing in for the spike, you wow. know? Spike? Strike? Spike? For the strike. I know how to speak You're going to have bowling balls hitting Spike? He's been through enough, yeah. don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, right. What's your recommended read, watch, or listen? Ooh, I'm going to recommend what I got for my birthday from my mom, the okay. Masterclass. Okay. Subscription? Yeah. It's expensive, which is why I got how it for a gift it? and I didn't spend, I think it's like 200 bucks for a year. That's subscription. not too bad. It's kind of pricey, you know. I mean, if something. you're going to get use out of it, though, right? That's the thing. I mean, if you, you take two, cl- two or three classes, that's already paid it's for itself, it. you know. Yeah, right. So I'm kind of doing two right now. One is the Martin Scorsese one mm-hmm. about filmmaking and directing, which I am a huge Martin Scorsese fan. So yeah, it's my... right up my alley. So are you gonna are you gonna like want to do like a feature film now? I always want to do a feature film. Doesn't mean I'm going to do one. <laughs> <laughs> do you need a writer? Because I could write one and we could make one together. How fun would that be? Uh, we got enough projects in the works. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Also, How it's COVID. No, be, no. Though. I don't really want to work around, you know, a bunch of strangers and whatnot. Yeah, you know, that's true. But, yeah. you know, I could write something. You could. We should talk could about you? it. That'd be fun. Okay. Yeah. I got some All ideas. Right. I bet you do. Bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. What about you? Uh, what's the other one that you were you're taking? You said oh, you were so talking. the other the other one I'm interested in, which I just started watching, is one about mindfulness. Oh, cool! Which I thought was uh, interesting. I've always been sort of curious about it, and uh, I've been enjoying that. So. Like meditating and things like that. Yeah, it's like, like I was just talking sort of, about last episode. <laughs> just sort of like being uh, aware, like yeah. being uh, aware and in the moment, which um, I am very distracted as an individual. I tend yeah. to think and overthink and spiral and think about the future and the past too much don't you know it (laughs) (laughs) that's okay i do too (laughs) everybody in my life knows it so you know i'm trying to ease the pain of the others around me and try to be a little more mindful you know but also you know ease your own suffering as well (laughs) oh yeah i mean that's number one on my list yeah over everybody else's pain it's my pain (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome yeah it's good stuff Cool. So what about you? Mine is totally, I totally stole this from your letterbox. Oh, been snooping my, my litter box, huh? Yeah, I've been snooping <laughs> in your litter box. <laughs> <laughs> Stay out of there, I told you. <laughs> um, Dave and I, over the weekend, watched The Nice Guys. Oh. Oh, so my God. Good. So good. How fun is that movie? Oh my God. So it's the fun. Best. Yeah. We so great. were dying. So funny. The whole time. Those two together. Ryan Gosling is so good. Like, how much of a better human being can you be? You're I know. gorgeous. You're an incredible actor. And your comedy is so is good. amazing. I His know. Timing. And that, that's exactly what Dave said, too. He was like, I forget how good he is in comedy. So funny. You know? So funny. Yeah. Oh, like when my he's God. in the when he's in the toilet stall and he's dropping the, cig- yeah. the cigarette. <laughs> like, oh, it's so he's funny. He's dropping the cigarette. He's trying to keep the door open. He's <laughs> yeah, trying to keep, keep his the pants door up. Open. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. And every Great time he's like, humor. <laughs> like every time he screams. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And yeah, Russell Crowe, too. So good. Yeah. 
Nice Guys. Yeah, yeah, I saw it when it first came out, and I had the Blu-ray, and I was like, we should watch this. I hadn't seen it in a while, so we rewatched it, and it yeah. was so much fun. It was so fun. So fun. I like, what a that's great watch. definitely going to be one of those movies that I go back to, you know, just yeah. when I need a good laugh. Yep. <sighs> yeah, so good. Beautiful Good movie. times. Good times. All right. All great. Right. Well, I'm glad you got to catch up with that. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's bring us out here. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for listening. We yeah. really appreciate everyone who tunes in every week to listen to our silly, silly Rantings antics, and ravings. <laughs> listen to our puns, our terrible singing, our mm-hmm. really bad accents. We never yeah. mean sorry, to offend. Sorry, not sorry. Anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I guess maybe Pat does. <laughs> nah, nah. Um, but we really appreciate you guys, and yeah. um, thank you. Yeah. Boy, that's really nice. Heartfelt. Yeah. I have a heart. <laughs> I don't. Listen and subscribe on <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Don't forget to rate us them five stars and yeah, leave us a nice you laugh, review. You know? Yeah. Just Even let if we other don't, people know. Just, you know, just leave leave a nice review. Okay? No, we, we want you to be Cook genuine. the books, will you? Even if you hate it, cook the books. Come on. <laughs> Help us out, please. <laughs> Start pleading with him. <laughs> oh, what else, Sammy? It's like the opposite of what I was trying to do here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just burning whatever bridge you just built. Yeah. <laughs> uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Kickstream Pod. You know, wherever you like to do your your socialing. Sure. Um, and send us emails to kickstreampod at gmail.com. But if you are going to talk about spoilers in any way just make sure you let us know in the subject which Put a show leaky bucket alert yeah lb buffy LBA. lb lost whatever yeah um and check out show notes for this and every episode at kickingstreaming.com if you're ever interested in like what the hell we're referencing um i put together all that stuff all right great well we'll see you next week for more buffy and lost yeah, episode 25. I feel like that's some sort of milestone, isn't it? Yeah, that's a quarter... Quarter of a hundred? Century. Quarter century. I don't know. If we were going in years. Hey, yeah. how many episodes of Lost are there this season? I don't know. 20, 26, <laughs> maybe? Feels like well, we should be getting towards the end of the season of Lost. Technically, there, technically there's three more episodes. But, but one's like a two-pata? They're all... Well, it's actually a three-pata. What? It's all titled Exodus Part 1, Part 2, and Part 3, right? Exodus. But, Exodus, but Part 2 and Part 3 aired on the same night. So should we so, do a Lost Tupata? I don't know. I don't know. We can. We'll just have to make it up for another with another Buffy Tuparter. Sounds Buffy like a only. whole lot of transcribing for me, though. I don't know if I'm up for that. Yeah, I don't think you are up for that. A lot of work. A lot of me talking. I don't think the listeners want that. we got to spread that out. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah. We'll think about it. We'll figure it out, you know? We'll let you know next episode what we just Yeah, we'll let you know. All right, great. Well, we'll see you next week for 25. Thanks for listening. 